This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. If you've been in a wreck, have you had an accident, have you been hurt at work, get to UtahAdvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, you never pay them out of pocket, not a penny, until they win your case at UtahAdvocates.com. Get online right now and chat with them. A big show, as always, for you. Uh, we have to talk about Yeezys. Neat. I know that you collect Yeezys. It's so exciting, isn't it? Do you own a single pair of Yeezys? No. I do not either. Uh, and now you can't. Uh, what's going on with Kanye? What's going on with Elon? Harris LaChance will join the show coming up at 830 We've got to talk Utah. Is Utah football getting the respect it's deserved and that they've earned after the USC win? I'll tell you why I think they're not. I don't know. Are we going to talk about BYU firing their defensive coordinator today, Jake? Or well, we... I mean, we didn't, you know, he didn't really get fired. I mean, he just got moved. Can we go one show without talking about Kalani's best friend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, one potentially, show. potentially. Just one show. Probably not. Honestly, probably not. We probably can't. We probably can't. Okay. I mean, that's fine if that's how you want to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It is what it be. Uh, hello uh, this morning to all of our friends who are in early. Mike Chase, how the heck are you? Morning, fellas. It's hump day. Every day is hump day, sir. Let's go, Mike. Uh, unless you're Jake. Right. Anything to add to that conversation yet? No. No, nah, maybe Nothing tomorrow. Nothing to add. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, good morning, guys. Happy to be here. Thank you, uh, Neville. Good to see you. Top of the morning, fellas. Can I, Johnson says, if we trade for Westbrook, then we are tanking. Uh, I would agree with that. Why don't we get into this conversation right here on the program? The program. Uh, talk the program. This is Alabama. This is a program. This is a program. You love that people say program instead of program. I have a really disciplined program. You actually don't like that. Why does that bother you I so much? I just think it's funny that people are like, yeah, I, like Nick Saban's like, yeah, we. if you're going to be in this program, you better be disciplined. Instead of okay. saying like, yeah, we have a really inclusive program. I don't know. I just think it's funny. Wow. Okay. Hey, great. We're going to move on. Thanks for that. Uh, should the Utah Jazz trade for Russell Westbrook and are they trying to? It's been something that a lot of people have talked about over the last few weeks. And I can tell you, having spoken to sources around the NBA over the last couple of days, it certainly sounds like the Utah Jazz are not trading for Russell Westbrook. That ship has kind of sailed and I think there is some, I wouldn't say bad blood, but from what I've been told, um, the relationship between Rob Palinka and the Utah Jazz is not exactly great. As the Lakers thought they had a deal done, uh, by some accounts, I was told the Lakers thought they had Boyan Bogdanovich um, and Malik Beasley from the Lakers. Whether Mike Conley was in that trade or not, it is, is up for discussion. Um, but there was thought that the Lakers had a deal done that centered around Boyan Bogdanovich and Malik Beasley as well as uh, a draft pick um, coming from the Jazz. And the Lakers were willing to include 
Ross and two first round picks. And for some reason, Danny Ainge didn't execute that deal. Now, I've also been told that the Lakers are the one who said no. And the Lakers, you know, as I've been told, are telling people the Jazz said no. But what I'm sure of is the Lakers and the Jazz are not currently talking about a Russell Westbrook deal. In fact, I've been told that the Indiana Pacers are the only team that has shown significant interest in acquiring Russell Westbrook, uh, but that that deal would likely have to take place in December because of where Indiana feels like they are. So no, the Utah Jazz are not trading for Russell Westbrook at this moment. Jake, are you happy to hear that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the the, the Utah Jazz are, are a team that, you know, has obviously gotten off to a really nice start here and, and, and are in a positive position. And I think even though, yeah, you did lose your first game, like I think overall you're you're in a great position. And I, and I think that I, I just don't see the logic in buying out Russell Westbrook. I, I don't understand what you're looking for there, why you would, you know, why you would do that. I mean, obviously you would be asking for, you know, picks in that deal, of course, but I think that it's, I just don't know that it's worth it. You're in a good position financially. Your, your, your situation with your draft picks, while they're not ideal, um, you know, obviously they're workable. So, you know, I, I just, no, I, I don't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't trade for Russell Westbrook. And it really has nothing to do with the on the floor stuff. I mean, that's just very surface level to me. I think it has everything to do with the financial commitment and, and, and where he's at in his career, because the next place he goes, cause there will be another team he goes to, um, it could possibly be his last deal. It could possibly be his last contract without he's played unless he figures out how to start shooting it at a high rate again and like how to get his game back. But that to me is what the most baffling thing is that his game has just disappeared. So yeah, today's Russell Westbrook. No, I wouldn't trade for him at all. Yeah. I think it's a huge problem for the Lakers right now. And I actually think at 0 three, they are one of the most shocking teams in the NBA. And frankly, their inability to get a deal done this summer, I think has really handicapped them. But if you're the Utah jazz, I think you're in a position now where there's no reason to make a deal at all. I think you have to let this this first half of the season play out and then do your bidding in January. But the next two months, I think, are all about letting these guys find their role and allowing these guys to really become, you, you know, a, a, a team. And one of the things that I think is so interesting is that I actually don't believe that Russell Westbrook could report here. I don't think that Russ could play for this team. I do not think, and I don't know what you think, but yeah. I don't think Utah Jazz fans would welcome Russell Westbrook. I think he would be consistently booed here. I don't even know that MVP caliber play from Russ or getting back to triple-double Russ uh, would bring Jazz fans along. I just think that relationship is fractured. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's got his fair share of history here with the fans. That's no secret, and I think that, you know, Russ is obviously a fiery guy and someone who really gets after it on the floor, and I think that you know, I just don't think that Salt Lake is a great fit for him overall. You know, I mean, we, we saw the reaction to Donovan Mitchell when mm -hmm. Don did some things off the court and was advocating for certain things. And I think that, you know, Russ is just, Russ is a, is not a good fit in Salt Lake. It just, it's, it's not. And, and to me, you know, if they wanted to acquire Russ, they'd only be doing that to buy him out and, and pick up the picks. And I, and I also think that Right now, you don't want to mess up a good thing. Like, I think, you know, obviously you're four games in or whatever it is now, and, and you know, you're three and one, and, you know, you're, you're back home with the Viv again to play the Rockets again tonight. And I think that, you know, you just have this nice, this nice sort of, you know, momentum and culture kind of building itself 
in that locker room. It's nice yeah. to see the, you know, the cheering after the game and the excitement and the fun that these guys are having. So to me, it's just, I just don't know why you would, why you would wreck that. I feel like Will Hardy did a great job in the preseason and, um, you know, sort of building this roster and, and really bringing these guys together before camp even started, you know, camp starts, you know, regular season starts and they're off to a flying start and everyone's surprised by it. So that's my thing. Like, I just don't think that if they did this deal that they would even, I agree with you. I don't think they'd ever even put Russ in, in a, in a uni. I think that they would just buy him out, send him on his way and he can go play. He can go find it in free agency. That's what I think would happen. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what you say about that. Like, I, I think it's one of those things where you have to figure out somehow, some way, um, if you are the, if you are the Lakers, you have to figure out somehow, some way how to get the most out of him. Yeah. Because I think the guy that they're more likely to trade is Anthony Davis. I was talking to a guy last night um, and the Knicks have shown a lot of interest in Anthony Davis. And I think Anthony Davis is a real problem for the Lakers because he's been so injured and he has been so inconsistent for them. And yes, they won a championship, but I think a lot of people are over Anthony Davis in Los Angeles. And I actually think Anthony Davis is the bigger problem. Russ is what he is, right? He's a $47 million player that's disappearing for you after this season. The problem with Anthony Davis is you are tied to Anthony Davis. He is supposedly the guy that's going to replace LeBron James as your franchise player. Yet, you know, from what I understand, people in the front office in LA don't believe that anymore. And I think what you're seeing is that the Lakers are going to be open to discussions on Anthony Davis. And I would not be surprised to see him change locations because I think Anthony Davis is the bigger problem for the Lakers. Russell Westbrook is going to handle himself. Right. He's either going to play better or he's not going to be here after this season because he's on an expiring deal now. So he offers you a tremendous amount of cap space. Is this Laker team built to win a championship? Clearly not. But to go back to the Utah Jazz side of this, you're not clearly in a place where you want to help the Lakers or you'd have made that previous trade. Obviously. I still yeah. maintain yeah. Danny Ainge only traded Boyan Bogdanovich to Detroit to put a thumb in the Lakers' eye. That's the only reason you would make that trade instead of making the deal with the Lakers. And now it's worked out tremendously well. Kelly Olynyk's been a good contributor over the first four games. You're 3-1. and one. You feel like you're in a good place. And the Lakers are in the cesspool of the bottom of the NBA. And I think it's a, I actually think it's a real problem for the NBA that they're this bad. Yeah, no, it's definitely a problem that they're bad. And I think for like, you know, to go a layer deeper with the Lakers, like I think, you know, like it needs to be said, I'm not a LeBron guy. I've never have been. I respect what he's done. Yeah. Obviously, you know, he's, he's obviously one of the greatest of all time. You know, I, I, I'm not interested in the, you know, who's the greatest of all time. I just think LeBron is in that group of guys that, you know, revolutionized the NBA and did some things. And I think that for his sake, he's got to get this figured out because imagine the concept of LeBron retiring as a Laker and his last three to four seasons were like this. Like, that's a terrible way to go out. Oh my and God. frankly, whether you're a LeBron guy or not, the guy deserves to go out a little better than this. And I think that, you know, LeBron needs to find some guys who who can stay healthy and who can make a basketball shot. Like, I know that that seems novel. I'm not even being sarcastic or tongue-in-cheek or anything. Like, Russ legitimately, and Anthony Davis is struggling too, but this is more about Russ. 
like can't make a jump shot right now. And it's I, incredible. And, and I don't know how you explain that because I remember like like when I was, you know, like mid-2000s, Russ was a complete savage for Oklahoma City, like could knock it down from three, was posterizing people, like everything you wanted in a basketball player, Russell Westbrook was that guy. And typically, NBA players don't just forget how to shoot a basketball. Usually, you know, they'll lose their legs a little bit, they'll lose athleticism, they'll lose explosiveness explosiveness as they age, but they can still remake themselves inside of their game because they can shoot the mid-range. They can, you know, they it's, it's like what Chris Paul does now. It's like what Kobe did as he aged through his career and became much more of a finesse skill player than a posterize you kind of guy. Like, it's like what LeBron's gone through. LeBron has definitely turned into more of a, you know, finesse guy who who plays in the mid-range and, and can still bully a little bit. That's usually what you see, but Russ now has become a guy that is just a, a the ball goes to him and you know it's a miss. And now people are putting together highlight packages where one camera's on his teammates, one camera's on Russ, and you can see how frustrated they are shooting him shooting the ball. So well, that's because what I'm saying. He's shooting right now Russell Westbrook is shooting eight percent. That's what I'm saying. From like three. it's toxic, bro. And and the whole thing about them shooting, I think My it's like twenty two percent from three as a team. Like, okay, that doesn't even surprise me. You can win in this league without being a prolific three-point shooting team, but that inherently then means you have to be a prolific defensive team, which they're not either. So that's why I they're say— They're shooting 21% from yeah, three. That's why I say, like, My like you're not—like, you, the Utah Jazz, as they're currently constituted— would give the Lakers everything they could handle and a little bit more. And, and they're giving, oh my God, and they're giving up 35% from three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like oh. you're not playing defense. You can't shoot from oh the field or God. from three at a proficient rate. And so my point just is when we talk about should, you know, should Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz trade for Russell Westbrook? Well, yeah, sure. I guess you could do the trade, but I don't think you should. And even if you did, he wouldn't suit up for you because of what he's done. So that's why I say... I think, you know, to the conversation we've sort of been having about where the Jazz are at right now, I think they need to just chill right now. I think they just need to play games right now. Man. Let this Westbrook situation play out with Indiana. And then at the deadline, see where Mike Conley's at. If Conley's had a great first half and he's healthy and he's got a lot of value, maybe you look at moving him. Maybe you look at taking advantage of him while he's still got value. If not, then you stand pat and you wait for the draft. I mean, that's where I think you are. I mean, looking at some of the numbers... Uh, I mean, Anthony Davis is actually off to a good start, 24 points a game. Um, but, I mean, it's a precipitous fall. LeBron's 27 points a game. Anthony Davis at 24 points a game. Then it goes Lonnie Walker at 15, all the way down to Russell Westbrook at 10 points a game. And I, I just don't know where you – I don't know where you, you get – like, how do you win games when LeBron's your best three-point shooter at 25%? I mean, Anthony Davis is making 20%. It, it, it's incredible. I don't, man, that's brutal, dude. Like, they're yeah. not a, and, and somehow, some way, somehow, some way, that's allowed to go on. And Rob Polinka, their general manager, got a contract extension. Yeah. Well, and I think that the tough man. part is, and this is kind of where all the Le GM jokes come in, but like, I, I, I'm not really joking about this. Like, I think it's very difficult on a LeBron James team to to you know have a ton of control because lebron like we all know rob palinka wanted demar Derozan. yes not russell westbrook yes but they wound up with westbrook how did that happen lebron stepped in 
So I think Jeannie Buss understands that dynamic and understands that LeBron's not going to be here three years from now, probably. Maybe even less than that. So to me, it's like, okay, Rob's not really doing a bad job. Like the Anthony Davis deal, like like it or hate it was worth it because you won a championship. And yeah, no, but if you're not going to listen to the guy, what good is it? Well, the but so here's the thing, and this is where I think Jeannie kind of goes a little bit awry. So when Kobe was, when it was the Kobe era, Jeannie could always listen to Kobe and understand his leadership style, and it always worked out. You always knew you were going to get to the playoffs, and you were going to grind that, grind it out, and you were going to have some level of success. The problem is Braun hasn't done that quite yet the same way Kobe did it. Braun is much more of a, not a hard ass. He's much more of a player's guy. He's much more of a, uh, you know, a sure. team culture guy. And yeah, I think yeah. that, I think that Jeannie is just trying to let this, this iteration of the Lakers sort of run its course and then they will, they will figure it out. But the problem how, is, how, but how important is it for them to be good? Like oh, I think if it's you really look important. at the, the yeah. Knicks, Celtics, Lakers, I think the Bulls to a lesser extent, I think Golden State's back in that conversation, although that debacle last night, did you guys see that? My guy, the Your single best guy. the single best shooting guard in the history of the NBA. Your guy. My guy. Right. Devin Booker. Right. Dominated Golden State last night. And I have to tell you, I mean, who's surprised? Who's surprised? Uh-huh. Who's the man now? Uh-huh. I love that Clay got ejected. And hey, bro, and this is the, my biggest concern with Golden State. Yeah. My biggest concern. It's cool you guys have all those rings. They don't win you games. Texas, me. They don't. Clay Thompson got ejected last night, and he starts pointing to his finger. And hey, that's cool. Best. They ran your ass off the floor last night. Now, it's the regular season, and all that matters is what you do in the postseason, and Book hasn't performed in the postseason. Clay Thompson has. They've got four rings. I get that. But at some point, the arrogance of the Golden State Warriors and this ridiculousness with you know, people like Draymond Green and, yeah, bro, at some point you've got to actually like get back to winning games. And you want to talk about dysfunction, and I'm not saying they're bad, and I know that's Chaboys uh -huh. in Golden State. I know you love that club, right. but I'm telling you now, there is dysfunction there that's going to hurt them this year. Yeah, definitely. And I think that I think that you know the the Draymond stuff is just getting started. I'm sure that there's going to be obviously he's going to get technicals and he'll get ejections and he'll do what Draymond does every year. And I and I think that Jordan Poole is only getting better, and they're going to have to figure that out. And I think that Clay just had enough of book last night. Listen, you're going to have to say it. No. What do you mean, no? You don't even know what I'm going to make you say. He's got to perform in the postseason, dude. God damn it. You know, he doesn't. He is dating a Kardashian, so he will never perform in the That's postseason. That's enough of that crap. He will never perform in the postseason. No. As long as he's got that Kardashian, you know. Yeah. Do you believe in the Kardashian curse? Cause I do. Yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> cut and dry, man. Anybody want to ask Kanye about the Kardashian curse? Anyway, the point is, let's see what you guys have to say. Good morning, appreciate you guys being here. Uh, all of our jazz talk on this show, as always, is brought to you by our good friends at TryDayTrading.com. Have you ever wanted to be a day trader? Have you ever wanted? And are you today thinking about how much you hate your job? How much do you hate your job? Again, yesterday we were hanging out with some folks. And somebody asked me about tri-day trading. It's legit. Absolutely. And I don't know 
Why, why so many people are scared of the stock market because it's a way to make yourself some money? Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty right now. Watch the free webinar. That's all I'm asking you to do. Not asking you to reach into your pocket. Don't have to put a card on file. Just watch the free webinar at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Trust me when I say you will not regret it. And if you don't want to take my word for it, how about our good friend and my LinkedIn connection? Yeah, Alema Harrington and I are connected on LinkedIn. There I'm kind you go. Of a, I'm kind of a big deal. Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Tri-Day Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. There you go. My personal friend. We are close personal friends who've never met. Uh, Alema Harrington uh, knows well that trydaytrading.com is legit. It's a great way for you to make money. And as he said... There's really no risk for you. You're going to go through the TridayTrading.com uh, slash Monty program, and you're going to trade with their money, not yours, until you're ready to rock and roll. And when you make money with their money, they split the profit with you at Triday Trading. Uh, by the way, uh, it is Jazz and Roque right. tonight. How about the number on this game? Minus six for the Jazz. Okay, they're at home. Right. 232. Yeah, well, back 200 back against the Rockets. I said 232 points and a half. Points. Right. 232, 116 points a per? Yeah. Is that what we're... Uh, that's a huge number. Well, two teams that are, you know, in my opinion, everyone always says, oh, well, the Jazz are great I said 232 points. Yeah, dude. You're supposed to be, like, wowed by that. You're, I'm not. It's the Rockets and Jazz. They're going to put up points. You know. Uh, Roger Sales says, didn't LeBron insist on getting Westbrook? He did. In fact, he did. Very much he did insist. Uh, Troy Cushing says, good morning to the two best sports talks uh, in Utah. Well, thank you. Um, with Hardy uh, type of plays by spreading the floor, Westbrook could be really good off the bench exploding to the hoop. Thoughts? I just think culturally he's not a fit here. Yeah. He's had so many run-ins with Jazz fans. Yeah. The the racial overtones of those run-ins, the heat, the vitriol. I mean, basketball-wise, I'm telling you, and you said it earlier, but I'll say it again. The next team that gets Russell Westbrook, I think, is going to get a, a much better player than we're seeing in L.A. A much, much better player than we're seeing in L.A. Because he's not nearly done. I'm telling you, Russell Westbrook can still play in this league at a very high level, in my opinion. I don't think that's in Utah. Yeah, and I just don't think that there's a reason to bring his situation into this locker room. I don't think that you need to you you know you need to put that kind of strain on the room and and like try to figure out you know how that's going to work and is Russ going to come off the bench and like just all the drama with it. I feel like you have you know your leaders on this team are humble. Like you, you, you what? You're perfectly framed up now. Oh, thank you. Sorry. That's wow. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. What I was trying to make you look good, and trust me when I say that's difficult. I know, I know. I mean, you, look at your face. How am I, I going to make that look good? I know. I, I just that was a that you're that was a you. <laughs> guys, everyone, kick it. Yeah, we'll you're fluff. ugly. That was what it was. No, I know that was an ugly joke. I get it. Yeah. Right. 
Right. There you I go. I understand. Okay, let's move on now because I feel awkward. Uh, what's up and greetings from the Czech Republic. Hey, hey. Sad, dude. We need to trade Mike C, Rudy G, Malik B. Get what we can for them by the trade deadline. I think Rudy Gay and Mike Conley will be traded. I think Malik Beasley could be traded. I just think he's got a lot of he's got a lot of value to you. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, those three guys, you're not wrong, Czech Republic. You're not wrong at all. At all. I think that those three guys have tremendous value. I agree with that at all. Uh, Mark Hale says, morning and no, the Jazz should not trade for Westbrook. Teddy Wayman says, morning, guys. What's up? What's up How Teddy? are you, Teddy? Good to see you, friend. Uh, Tony says, uh, what about the elephant in the room? Next year's draft pick is only top 10 protected. Do we suck or go hard next year? Well, here's here. And we were having this exact conversation last night as we were dozing off at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, as we were preparing for the show yesterday, we were talking about the fact that the jazz picks are not great. The jazz draft picks this coming season. I mean, you, you're, you, you, you don't feel good about where you are. I mean, it, it, you have your own pick, but now if they're, if they're, I mean, this is a, at this moment today, four games into the season, this is a play-in team in my opinion. This is a seven, eight, nine, ten team. That's not a tremendous draft pick, right? And if you look at the the picks that they have coming up, it it's not as though um, the Utah Jazz have all these huge, you know, picks and, Hey, this is going to be amazing, and yeah, because you you really don't. Yeah, you know well, what I, I mean. Think that, I think that it's been packaged like, hey, Danny's got a warchest chest of picks, and he does. He does have a lot of picks. That is true. Um, I think the struggle is is that you know, like if we go back to the Don trade and and really the Rudy trade, um, and I guess you can bunch in the Royce trade. Like he got picks in all those trades that have a variety of different value. The problem is, is I feel like. And this is what a lot of people asked on the show yesterday, like, why did you trade Don if if you're, you know, if if you're, you know, not gonna get your best picks back? And I think that, you know, you you look at this and and obviously they have their own pick. They've got the, you know, Timberwolves unprotected pick, you know, and but then what is that pick worth? The Minnesota Timberwolves I mean, are probably a top five yeah, team in the West. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I don't know. My my whole point here is that is that Danny Ainge clearly has got a process, right? So Danny Ainge understands, all right, I need options. I need flexibility. I, I need to, at a minimum, have, you know, damn near 20 picks to work with here of, of differing values and whatnot. And the point is, is that, yeah, they there are a lot of these picks that are not real high value. That is true. But what I think Danny wants to do, and again, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying we have info on this. But what I think he wants to do is he wants to use those picks. And based on how they do this season, he's going to leverage those picks to make trades. That's what I think ultimately they want to do. Are they going to draft guys? Yes, of course they're going to draft guys. But I think they're going to make their hay through the trade market and potentially through buyout guys. I would or, agree with that. Or, you know, obviously restricted free agency. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think the other issue is that Royce O'Neal draft pick means if they get the least favorable pick between Brooklyn, the Sixers, and the Rockets. So you're not getting the Rockets pick because that would be the best of the bunch. So you're probably going to wind up with the Sixers or the Nets pick, and they're probably top three in the East. Yeah. So, the, I mean, this coming that, – that's why I said, like, all this tanking stuff, like – your best pick is probably your own pick, and this is not the worst team in the, in the, in the conference, not even close. I mean, the Lakers are 0-3 right now. And it, 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 they're not going to get better with this current group. Like, 
I don't know how else to say that you're not tanking and you're not in a position, even if you do tank, to get that number one pick. I just, yeah. I, I think it's a pipe dream. And this was my concern with trading Donovan Mitchell is that trade did not net you some kind of amazing draft pick. And the, the Rudy trade is as good as it was. I mean, it, the Minnesota Timberwolves unprotected pick, how valuable is that? It's not that valuable. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to rain on people's parades, but it's not that valuable. But I think there's a certain value in just how many options he does have. Like, I, I'm with you that, yeah, they're not, like, super valuable, but at least you have options. And I think that that is, like, we can't forget where Danny came from. I mean, Danny Ainge walked in the building and had no picks, was paying luxury tax, and was strapped with contracts. And now you have a ton of picks of probably not great value, but at least you have picks now. You have a ton of flexibility in the financials. So you are in a better spot. Make no mistake about it. Now, where I agree with you is, yeah, as part of all these trades you made, would you have liked to have gotten some top 10 picks and some some really lucrative draft capital, like draft capital that could really make a difference for you? Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Like, yes. But I think, you know, there's a certain gray area and a certain line that you got to kind of walk when you're trading these guys They're again as we said a hundred times during that trading process or season if you will they weren't in a position to dictate to other teams no and i so. think but and, and like let's not get this twisted danny made great trades yeah but as you hang on to these picks and as time goes on the value of those picks is going to go down yeah and i think that's why this this coming trade deadline it's just so flipping important. Like I cannot, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is that Danny Ainge have a good trade deadline this coming time around because they're not trying to get to the top of the draft. I mean, anybody that's in the first round of this upcoming draft is going to get a good player. Yeah. But you need, you really need to trade for a superstar, and you need to set yourself up to do that at this coming deadline. And then in the summer, you need to go and trade for a superstar. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to cost you a lot of money. And I, again, not for nothing, I just ask, why'd you trade Donovan Mitchell? Because you would be, you would be a five, six, seven team right now, today, right now, if you didn't make the Donovan Mitchell trade. So you just ask yourself, hey, you're going to have to go out and replace this guy now. Like, I mean, because that's really what we're talking about. Yeah. If the Jazz are going to go out and they're going to make deals, you're doing that to replace Donovan Mitchell. There, there's no doubt about and, that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I had an issue with the Cleveland deal for Don. Yes. Because what, like, what really did you get get back? I mean, we had some epic debate yesterday about whether Mike and, or whether, yeah, Conley should start or Sexton should start. And, you, you know, obviously you're in the camp that, Mike Conley's the better point guard and the guy who should start, which inherently then means that 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 Donnie trade was not a great trade for immediate impact now. And so, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't necessarily believe Colin Sexton has Donovan Mitchell top end. I, I don't think that he does. I think he's got, you know, an all-star appearance or two in his career top end. I don't think that he's Donovan Mitchell level player at his best. And so to me, it's like, all right, cool. You didn't do the Knicks deal but you did the Cavs deal and you didn't really get too much back and that. So for me, when I look forward with this team, I'm like, yeah, great. We're three and one, you know, we got off to this great start for a team that people expected to be just absolutely awful. Like there are a lot of positives around this team right now, hundred percent. But when I look at what's coming in, in, in the processes that are going to play out in the front office, it does feel like there's a bit of a dark cloud. I got to be honest with you, man. Like, I think it's, 
the whether it's the draft capital thing, whether it's the question of why you actually even traded Donovan Mitchell, you know, like whether you look at this Westbrook situation, like it, it's not great. So that's no. what I'm saying. Like Danny still has his work cut out for him. He's got a lot of work to do still. Yeah, I think it's very interesting just trying to figure out how all this will play out and trying to figure out like, you know, what what is what's the right thing to do here? Because I don't know that you are fully aware and capable of doing the right thing. That's a huge question mark because I don't know and when I say that what I mean is I don't know that the the Utah Jazz are in position to do the right thing. The right thing is to do nothing until the trade deadline, right? But there's a lot of pressure to leverage these picks. Now, the conversations that Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge are having, none of us are privy to those. But I don't think there's any doubt this All-Star game brings a lot more pressure and vision. The fact that the Utah Jazz in an All-Star year are not on national TV, not one single time now, is a problem I think the fact that you don't have a clear-cut all-star on this team, and this goes back to the conversation you and I have had a hundred times, Jake. Like, yeah. why is why is Jordan Clarkson starting? I think Jordan Clarkson is starting for the simple reason that it gives him the best chance to make an all-star team. And I don't, I still don't think he's an all-star. That's just my opinion. I think your best bet at an all-star is Laurie Marketing. Yeah. But I think it's very interesting that these these are the conversations we're having right now. Yeah, and I think that Jordan Clarkson is definitely a trade asset. There's no question about it. Like I think that, you know, whether it's him or Conley, um, you know, or any of the guys you got in the in the Timberwolves deal. Like I think, you know, those like you again, you have assets here. That's what I'm saying. Like the the rebuilding is very different than tanking. Like tanking is easy. You can just throw some guys out there who you know are not capable of winning games and go about your business, right? Come to the office, have a cup of coffee, leave, because you know that the boys in Oklahoma City are going to lose tonight. You know that, right? But that's not what this team is doing. And that's what I'm saying. It's very clear to me that they're not tanking. It's very clear to me that, you know, that, that that's just not the mission. The mission is to to be competitive that I would agree hopefully with. place an all-star and then next off season like this this coming off season you're going to you're going to make moves and you're going to continue to manipulate and massage this roster so that you can then become you know I would I would hope like let's say you're a 30 win team let's hope you had five to seven wins of that next year maybe even 10 wins of that next year maybe yep. And my uh, Monty fan says, I agree with you, Jake. The picks we own will be used to make trades to reshape the roster and get a higher draft pick. Holabilly says, totally agree, Jake. I think those picks are more trade assets than anything. R-R-R. Uh, R-R-R. Like, it's just two R's space R. R-R-R. R-R-R. Uh, okay. Uh, anyone considering Victor Wambanyama's injury problems and switching this year out of EuroLeague to play just one game a week? I think that's a huge issue. Yeah, no one's we've, talking about we've it. We've talked about it extensively on this show. I think yeah. when you're that big and you weigh that little and you have, I mean, he quite possibly, I mean, his no, what you bet? chopsticks are bigger than his legs. I don't know what's as, as small as VW's legs, but. He's an injury-prone guy, I, I, but he's also growing into his body as well. So we'll see. Somebody asked me if he's really just a kid, and yeah, he's really just a kid. I I, I don't play the age game. I really don't. Uh, Jeremy Sever, uh, Severe says the real value in picks are after 2025, and that's only right now because we got to wait and see what happens with the CBA. 
Yeah, and so that's so, what I'm saying. Like, it's great that you have all these picks, but you know, what's the roadmap for getting the talent through the draft or through trades? That's what's questionable. Yep. Uh, NY Monty fan says, uh, yeah, I am not 100% sold on Wemby. Logically, you can't be. Exactly right. Exactly right. Logically, how can you be? Yeah, it doesn't add up. Yeah, how can you be? Like, I think we, I think there's a track record of guys like, like, okay, generally speaking, rookies coming into the league through the draft get hurt. Like, like we know yeah, that. Do. Like, Lonzo got hurt. Zion got hurt. You know, like, Book went through his fair share Zion? injuries. Like, yeah, Zion. Yeah, like, you know, so, like, I, I think Did that, you say Zion? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'll just um, be over here. <laughs> um, but, like, I think, the in, in but Zion's a great example. Like, Zion's a guy who, obviously, all jokes aside, he was overweight, but somebody who people believe in because of the way he's built. He's a very thick, power, you know, post guy that you can work off of. Like, these guys, like the VWs, like my guy Chet, like, I love their game, but I don't trust that they can handle the physicality in the league, bro. Like, like... The Chet LeBron incident is might be the best example of what I'm talking about. That was at a pro am. LeBron's going like half speed, and Chet gets gets the foot injury just off that play. Yeah, off of a shoulder bump. Like it wasn't like some. It's not like he took a charge. It's not like he had some super physical fall. Like yeah. he didn't get Grayson Allen. Like you just were playing casual defense and got hurt. See, an NY Monty fan brings up Sam Bowie, Greg Oden, and Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz has still never played in this league, really. I mean, it, that that's he had a, one short run with Orlando. Yeah, one major injury to any of the teams we have picks from can change the whole equation. Yeah, but you're counting on that. You're counting on that. Yeah. Uh, Cody Strickland says, uh, how does the Nets pick work? The one we got for Royce, because looking like the Nets pick will be a good one. I don't think the Nets pick is going to be a good one. I think he's being facetious. He Probably. Yeah. Uh, Holabilly says, the more I think about it, I, f uh, I feel Danny just didn't believe in Don, which I don't agree with, but oh well. Well, I mean. It could be. I think there's definitely part of I think there was a relationship breakdown. I've heard this more than once now, that Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz had a really good open line of communication, and then they didn't. And I think, I do think, that Don was aware, and I know he said this to the contrary, but I think Don was aware that they were going to trade Rudy Gobert. And I think Donovan Mitchell was really worried, and this is what I think changed. I think Donovan Mitchell was really worried about being the scapegoat. Donovan Mitchell didn't want to carry the load in Utah, and when it didn't work out, he didn't want to carry the blame either. And I think that's why things soured. Because I think Don got scared. If I'm being totally honest with you, I think Don got scared. Because he knew... To a man, I have been told by a million different, uh, it must be half a dozen different sources within the Jazz, within the league, close to Donovan Mitchell, like almost right next to Donovan Mitchell. I've been told by Rudy Gobert's people, Donovan Mitchell was aware that trade was coming. He knew what they were doing. He knew what they were attempting to do. They had told him they wanted to remake the roster around him. And I think Don got scared. That's the only thing that makes logical sense. Thanks. Scared of expectation or scared I think scared way? that they were not going to win if they built this team around him. And maybe some of this is belief because I know factually as well that Don doesn't believe that um, this organization was built to win. Uh -huh. And I think he was. there was some concern about that. He didn't believe in what they were doing. But I think he got cold feet about being the guy. 
yeah. in Utah. I think he doesn't mind being the guy in Cleveland. I don't think he would have minded being the guy in New York. So you think it's a city issue? You I, think it's a market issue? I think it's an expectation, and I think it's a failure issue. Donovan Mitchell's never failed. Donovan Mitchell has never, and this is a really hard fact that athletes have to deal with. Most guys never fail until they make it to the big time. And Donovan Mitchell still to this day has never really failed because he certainly didn't fail here. He's not the reason they lost. I think Donovan Mitchell isn't ready to be that guy yet. He's not ready to be the alpha that is the reason teams win and lose. Yeah. I just think. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I, I think. And, and maybe that's why this season is different for him. I mean, you know, obviously, again, yeah. very small sample size, right? Needs to be said. But, but I, you know, he's living up to what you expected out of him, which was, you know, 30-plus a night, you know, on average, and and facilitating and making plays and playing defense. And I think it's, it's very interesting. I, and that's why I say, like, with the NBA, time will tell. I have always used for years the 20-game benchmark. If at 20 games – you're putting up the numbers that we expect you to. You should be able to do it for most of the season because 20 games in, now you're starting to feel a little fatigue in your legs. You're starting to like you're you know you you start to feel the impact of playing basketball like every day or every other day. I mean that's just how it works in life. And look, I don't necessarily think it was a mistake to trade Donovan Mitchell. I would not have traded him. I would not have. I think they got a tremendous haul for him. I think he is. It's one of the few trades that we've seen in recent years that right out of the gate has been a win-win for everybody. I don't think there's any doubt that Markinen and Sexton have been a really good ad for this team. And very clearly, just go look at the numbers, and I've watched all every one of their games so far. Donovan Mitchell looks like a new, better form of Donovan Mitchell. I mean, right. his, his mid-range game is back. Um, he's shooting the ball really well. Like it, He's just really good. It's worked out for Cleveland. It's worked out for the Jazz. I just don't think I would have made that trade. I, I, I don't because all you're going to do here is replace Don. So, I mean, and again, we don't have to agree with it. We're just, we're just talk show hosts. Yeah, I think that, look, I, I think that it's, it's tough because I think Don is, you know, I'm not sitting here saying he's the greatest jazz man of all time, but I do think he's one of the most talented guys that jazz have ever had in the history of the organization. I think yeah. talent-wise, top-end-wise, what, he, what he's capable of doing, and I think the tough part is, is that's all fine and dandy that he's talented, but if he doesn't believe in the organization and he doesn't want to be in the city, then it is, I mean, that's just the end of it. Yep. Ed Kylie says, let's see how Akbaji develops. Yeah. He's one of the guys I'm surprised we haven't yeah, seen well, a little more it, of. It's not good that he's not playing um, when, you know, he. it's not good that he's not able to get ahead of like guys like Walker Kessler or, yeah. you know, some of those young guys. That's not a good sign. BB says, uh, hi, yes, tank, tank, tank. We all know I want Victor. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. I think a lot of people do. I, I think a lot of people do. Travis Berg, good morning to you. He says, there's a reason that five jazz players are living in hotels. There's a reason why Jordan Clarkson's house is on the market. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Kanai Johnson said, did the jazz rebuild or did they just reload is my question. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, as we talk about the biggest stories in sports, thanks to our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash, make sure you uh, stop by Quick Quack Car Wash and uh, tell me you heard it on the Monty Show. But take note, man, because he, take see what he did there. Take note, and it's the Utah Jazz, and that's like their hashtag now that they got it back from Apple, and you know, you know. like. <laughs> uh, but notice that you move through the line very quickly at uh, Quick Quack Car Wash. We'll be there today, in fact. 
because I have to get a car wash today. Uh-huh. Uh, but you'll note that the line goes by very quickly. The people are friendly. That's the biggest thing at Quick Quack Car Wash is that the people who work there are friendly. Yeah. And there are so many car washes where the people won't look at you or they don't really talk to you. I love the fact that when you roll up to Quick Quack, you actually talk to somebody. You don't talk to a machine or a box. You actually talk to somebody. And I, they're friendly. They're super nice. It's super fast. It's super fun. Like, I love going to Quick Quack. So should you. They bring us the biggest stories in sports. And I do think this Russell Westbrook Lakers situation, I don't think he comes to the Lakers. I think ultimately he ends up in Indiana. That's my guess. Um, and I think the Lakers wind up with a package of players from Indiana, which I think makes a lot of sense. But I think the Jazz are in a really good position. And I think pleasantly surprised is the word that I would use about the production they've gotten. So, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, this game with Houston tonight, how many people are looking forward to the Houston Rockets tonight? Because I certainly am. You should be. I certainly am. Travis Bird also says, uh, we are winning the lottery. Uh, Then we're using the draft picks to get stars. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's really hard to win the lottery. Red Heart Norvis, good morning to you. What are your thoughts if OKC land Wembenyana playing with Holmgren and Giddy all healthy? Well, I mean, you're really good. You're really good. The problem is I don't believe that Oklahoma City should be able to tank like they're tanking. I think, I mean, what's the point of doing what you're doing? I don't understand what the mission in Oklahoma City is because you've tanked and you wind up with Chet and you still suck and you're still tanking. Like, I, I, it makes no sense to me. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I, it's probably a money play, honestly. Not wanting to pay guys or whatever. I mean, that that's a whole conversation on its, on its yeah. own, honestly. Uh, BB says, don't tank, but if we trade Conley and some others and make us lose, then I'm okay with that. And I think ultimately that's what happens in the second half, depending on how well this team continues to perform. Uh, Joe Parker says, you guys are full of chit. C-H-I-T. I think he probably meant to say chit. No. Uh, uh, you guys are full of Chit. Rookies get injured every year. Of course, they're more susceptible to getting hurt. Well, well what does that mean? Yeah, but what's your point? Yeah, what's your, well, what's your what point you, in that? Yeah. You know. Donovan Mitchell told me uh, as a rookie he wanted to bring a championship to Utah, Utah, and play for the Knicks before his career was over. I have it on video. Well, I think he said that a lot. Um, you know. Ruff's official. Good morning. He says, LOL, they blame Utah and praise Don. Who's they? You mean us? Who's blaming Utah? I mean, nobody's blaming him. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Q Sam. Kawhi has degenerative knee already two games in load managing. It's not looking good, bro. I actually, I think they're smart because the Clippers are really good with or without Kawhi now. I think John Wall has been one of the stories of the the start of the season. Yeah. Um, I think the Clippers are the best team in the West, although my guy, Devin Booker last night. You're casual. No, I'm not a casual. That's my dude. Uh-huh. We are forever destined to be together. <laughs> that feels awkward. That feels awkward. Anyway, there are, he, he's amazing. Yeah, he was pretty good last night. I'm, did you say pretty good last <coughs> night? Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Why are you being a hater today? Like, I'm not it, being it, a hater. Are you mad at like, me for something? No. Like, why are you? I'm not being a hater. Do not speak about my, my homie like that. Do Sorry, not. You're offended by that. Do not. That is my soul, brother. Do not huh? speak about it. Brother. Brother. I I am a big fan. I am. Uncle Jimmy says the Lakers will get VW. <laughs> that would be amazing. Don't, don't say that out loud. Don't say that out loud. Don't. 
Don't do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mesh says, uh, this current Nets team is mediocre. Yes, they are. Yep. And it's frustrating. Seven through nine, no size and physicality. Unless they make a trade, that pick is looking good. Um, what do we think the Nets are? I mean, are the, right Nets, are the Nets mediocre? Yes, yeah, right I mean, now right, they are. I think they're mediocre right now, and I think it's mostly because Ben is still trying to find his game. I, I, I think well, he's that, had a year and a half off. Yeah, like I think, I think, and this is kind of what I was speaking on before. I think it was last week we talked about the Nets a lot. Like they're not just going to roll in to this season and be championship good. Like they're gonna they're gonna struggle a little bit to you know to to find that chemistry and find the flow of the game. And like Ben Simmons is going to have to understand that. You know, yeah, that wasn't a foul on John Morant, but in that situation, in that moment in the game, you probably shouldn't be doing what you were doing right then and there. Right? And it's like, not a foul at all. It's not a foul at all. But again, that's not how the league is officiated. So wait, so wait, 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 wait. What I'm saying Do you is think that, he, he played that wrong? Yeah, I think that I think that when it comes to guys like John Morant, speed guys who are, are really quick and can get by you. When you're trying to play like really tight defense on them, yeah, in the NBA, it's pretty good odds that you're going to get a foul called on you. Whether I agree, it wasn't a foul. I thought it was good defense, a hundred percent. But we know how they call the league, so that's what I'm saying. Like I would agree. Like you, you have to like Ben needs to figure out how not to foul a lot of games and how to choose his battles better. And the only way you do that is by playing more basketball. Because I actually think he's been better. Yeah. He's been better than I thought he would be. I mean, he's never going to be. I still don't understand why he shoots left-handed. I, I don't get it. He is still an amazing defensive player. Yeah. And he is still an amazing fast-break distributing point guard. There's no doubt about that. He makes them better. But, you know, I, I yeah. Uh, Mark Hale says, what happens if you get into an accident at Quick Quack Car Wash? Which sponsor will you support? Well... I don't know. You would have to have, tell me the situation. He's trying to play like the advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Right. You know, quit, you know. right, right. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, go Suns. Um, Delance says, Lakers going to win a championship when they get shooters. Well, but that's why it's so puzzling that they didn't make the Royce O'Neal deal. Or the Bogdanovich or, deal. Or, excuse me, yeah, the Bogdanovich deal. That's what is, that's what's so surprising to yeah. me. You know, like I, I just don't, I, I've never under, I don't know what they were doing this off season. I really don't know what they were doing this off season. I have no idea. Harris Lachance coming up at eight 30, uh, talking BYU football on the show. Stick around for that. Next hour. We'll get into, um, pack 12 power ranking power. I, how are the Utes behind the, it's the disrespectful cell, dude? How is that it's possible? Disrespectful. I don't understand it. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. <laughs> On the Monty Show, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Hey, man, the Jacko Pizza is coming to an end. You know, Halloween is uh, Monday. Are you a costume guy or not? No. Nah, nah. In the comments right now, are you a costume guy or not? Let's talk about that. Um, use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. At Papa Murphy's Pizza, did you guys hear the latest Deshaun Watson lawsuit update? This is lawsuit. This is gnarly, bro. Okay, so you know, last week a woman filed another civil lawsuit against Deshaun Watson, right? Um, and now to answer that lawsuit, Deshaun Watson's attorneys made multiple filings in court, and in the lawsuit, this woman alleged that Watson paid her three hundred dollars for her services. Quote all. 
Although her normal charge was $115 for an hour massage. And that Deshaun Watson demanded that she massage his private areas. And when she resisted having sex with him, that he continued to pressure her and she acquiesced and performed a sex act on Deshaun Watson. Uh Okay, well, if that's all we knew, then it'd be like, okay, well, fine. Deshaun, you might as well just cut a check. But then there was another filing. But wait, there's more. In a court filing Monday, attorneys for Deshaun Watson submitted exhibits where the woman is quoted as saying, I would love to be in love and love to love him. I don't want to put criminal charges on him, Deshaun Watson. It wasn't criminal. We were in there playing around. That was it. I'd like to see you again, the woman texted Deshaun. We should hang out. Can you invest in me? The woman asked Deshaun Watson in a direct message. Oh, man. Bad luck, bro. Okay, so right off the right off the jump, what does this say about this? Because you know where this is going. Oh, yeah, you know. Now yeah. it's a cash grab, and she looks like a scorned lover who was never really a lover. <laughs> yeah. And she seems like she's upset that Deshaun Watson wouldn't have a relationship with her. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, 100%. And I think... You know, now it paves the way for, you know, all these women just want money guy to come into the comments and say that. And it's unfortunate because I, I think that Desha- <coughs> I think wow. Deshaun, um, you know, Deshaun is someone who, you know, has put himself in the situation repeatedly where he's alone in a room with a woman. And he is obviously initiating sexual contact yeah. and wants to do that stuff. And. And, and that's what I'm saying. I've never been someone who's like, yeah, none of these allegations are true and it's all smoke. Like, Why, I've never been that guy. My question is, because, and if you don't know this story, the question is, you file a lawsuit against Deshaun. Yeah. Then when the attorneys for Deshaun Watson question you, this is what you say to them. She said this in questioning by Deshaun Watson's attorneys, his paralegal the attorney Rusty Harden who represents Deshaun the paralegal interviews her and this is what she says I don't I I want to love him I want to be in love with him I don't want to put criminal charges on him yeah so I'll file a civil lawsuit so he'll pay me or fall in love with yeah, him. I mean she's clearly this is insanity yeah, man. dude and, and this is where this is where the water gets super murky because now you have to start asking the question of like all right well how many others how many other of these lawsuits were like this and like what you know like what what actually happened this is the problem and this is why i always get back to and, and i know it, and it's frustrating when this type of situation comes up with guys like Deshaun of a track record because it's like dude if it's not on video the truth is is it's her word against his word and because he's the rich super millionaire guy he's gonna wind up giving his money to these women to shut this down that's yeah. that and and like i'm not saying i feel sorry for him i'm not saying i have empathy for him because I don't, I believe you put yourself in that position, and I, whether you knew the risks or not, they were alive and well. So, like, I don't know what Dude, you say about this. You're dumb, yeah, Deshaun. You're not smart. Yeah. Like, it, think again. I just remind you. We know of 26 women who are alleged to have had sexual encounters with Deshaun while providing. Most of them were providing massage services, what have you. How many women do we not know about? And Deshaun is alleged, alleged, allegedly flew women in from other states to perform massages on him alone in a hotel suite in Houston.
and at times in the team hotel. You're not smart. You're, it, and I'm not saying that all these lawsuits are his fault, but Deshaun has to take responsibility for these because this is just stupidity now. Yeah. And you're seeing what happens when you're a professional athlete and you want sex and you pay for sex, which is how it looks. I'm not saying that's what Deshaun paid for, but when you have masseuses come into a hotel suite and you give them money after wearing a washcloth, come on, dude. Like, you're you're not smart. You're not smart. The Dallas Cowboys are not smart either. But the Dallas Cowboys uh, traded uh, for Jonathan Hankins and a 2024 seventh-round pick from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders right? because they can't stop the run. This seems like a pretty good trade for a stupid football team. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it makes – uh, yeah, sure, it's a good trade, but I don't think it changes anything for them. I oh, think I think it, it helps their defense a lot, and and I think what a lot of teams have been doing is a lot of teams have been running to get away from the Micah Parsons blitz rush. Like the Cowboys are in the backfield regularly, but when you can't stop the run, it really lessens the impact of that. Yeah. Now the Raiders have a guy that they can put in the middle of that defensive front, and they can stop the or excuse me, the Cowboys have a guy they can put in the middle of that defensive front and stop the run because they traded for Hankins from the Raiders. This feels like the Raiders helped the Dallas Cowboys get better. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, 100% could be. And I think that Jerry, Jerry, uh, you know, busy circumcising some mosquitoes. And, yeah. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Um, but, yeah, it's look, you got to be able to stop the run. I mean, we've been beating this dead horse for how long now about BYU? Like, yeah. it applies to the NFL to, like, if you can't stop the run, you're going to be in really rough shape overall. Yeah, they have 29 sacks. They've allowed just 1,296 net passing yards, the fewest by a Dallas defense since 2003. But they have four of the top 10 rushing offenses on their schedule coming up. Yeah. This was a really smart trade by a dumb football team. In my opinion. Yeah. That, so this just seems like... Yeah, it's, it's logical. You understand why they did it. You get it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Forks Down. Did you guys see this thing in Arizona State? Arizona State, um, President Michael Crow has publicly supported Ray Anderson, the athletic director, who has not only seen multiple failed football coaches, who's not only seen multiple failed basketball coaches, but... Really, the Arizona State Athletic Program has been quite mediocre, and now Ray Anderson gets a massive vote of confidence from their president, Michael Crow. Arizona State, I don't know how many people agree with this, but I think having been there, I think we probably know this. Arizona State should be far better at, at sports than they are. Yeah, They have all kinds of athletes, all kinds of money, all kinds of boosters, beautiful stadiums, and they just don't win games. And you're going to support the athletic director. Are you at all surprised by that? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I have to say, like, I mean, you went through a lot of different stuff there. And I think that, you know, Herm was just the latest the latest example of that. But, you know, I, I look at I, I look at the new hockey facility that they built that they're sharing with the Coyotes. And it was like, and this kind of speaks to the town that Phoenix is, with all due respect. But it was with, like, with it, was, it was like major breaking news that the, the, the Sun Devils change the center ice logo from the one big trident to the trident being on the left and the coyotes logo being on the right. I mean, that's the kind of sports town you're talking about. <laughs> like, you know, so like to me, it's amazing that you can't do, do better overall. Like ASU's baseball program should be a powerhouse. Like literally every single year. Yeah. You know, I don't know. 
Uh, Salty Drunk says, you guys move too far away from sports talk and uh, the gossiping about what happens off the field is a snooze fest. Cool. Hope you enjoy your nap. All right. Have a good day. Uh, Boyd Lake says, uh, why does a guy like Deshaun even need to do this? Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, he has a smoking hot fiance. Like, I don't know why he needs to do this, Boyd. He can have a real relationship, however temporary, anytime he wants. He needs real help. Yes, he does. And why uh, Monty fan says, did someone not tell Deshaun about groupies? Seriously, bro. Seriously. Seriously. Hullabilly says, Cowboys defense has been solid, though. Their offense is a dumpster fire. Totally right. And I, I still don't think Dak Prescott makes them better. I, I, until I see him play better, I don't... I, yeah. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, Hankins has to stay healthy. Your best ability is your availability. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I, and I, I totally agree with that. I mean, if he stays healthy, they're a, a much better team. Um, and I just think if they want to stay healthy, you have to feed them Jacko pizzas. 911, what's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese and pepperoni. Ma'am, ma'am, we've traced the smell and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza and it's just $10. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's. Pizza. Jacko pizza. <laughs> I'm. I, I know. I say this every day. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I and I know. I say this every single day. I am telling you right now that I will miss that commercial. Yeah, that's one. That's definitely one of the greatest they've done. I will miss that. And commercial. I'm curious if there's going to be a Christmas one or like if we're going to get a Santa one or something or like how festive they actually get over at the Papa Murphy's department. We'll see. I am. Uh, I'm not ready for Christmas. I'm not. I, am I, I? I could be a total jerk about this. Well, but. once you get to November, it's Christmas time. You know, like you're into the yeah, season. You know, we, we went to um, where were we the other day? Costco. Costco. And there's all the Christmas stuff is out of Costco already. And I just feel like I'm not. I'm and, not. and as we're talking about Christmas, the A word has apparently the National Weather Service has issued a hard freeze warning for South Jordan tonight. <laughs> Winter's here, dude. I guess I should just embrace it. Yeah. I don't want to wear a jacket. I'm wearing, I am wearing my Kill Crew sweatshirt. By the way, if you don't have a Kill Crew sweatshirt. It's in effect from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m., 12 hours. Of a hard freeze. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have a Kill Crew sweatshirt, they don't advertise on the show, but I love Kill Crew. I, I do. They're, it's awesome. Um, I'm not ready to put on a winter coat. Yeah. I'm not, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a, I snowboard. I can't wait. Like, can't wait to be in Tahoe, Mammoth, Denver. Like, I'm super stoked. Yeah. I'm just not ready for Christmas. Like, I, I'm not. Like, I feel like every year this happens. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I got to get Halloween candy. Better bring out the Christmas tree. Mm. I feel like that's how it goes. Like, football starts, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, okay, Costco's got Christmas decorations out. Yeah. And Mrs. Monty now wants to go on some huge excursion and go cut down a Christmas tree. <laughs> She's amazing. My wife, we would not do Halloween. We would not do... She does a great job decorating. I, we credit. would not do anything if it was up to me. I would, I would have... 
a stripper pole and a 70-inch TV in my Look, living Deshaun, room. Look, Deshaun, take it house. easy, okay? <laughs> Relax, okay? That'd be the house, man. That'd be it. <laughs> and I'd have, I'd have like the smoker like in you, the kitchen. If it was you, you would, you would put lights on the smoker and put all the ornaments on the smoker. Yeah, huh? I'd be like, hey, we decorated. Yeah, look out. at the smoker. Check That's great. You know. Uh, but she's amazing. I, but I'm not ready for Christmas. You go to the store. Do you guys like that when you go to the store? And, you know, you wa we walked in the Home Depot the other day again for the 9,000th time building this studio. Yeah. Uh, we walked into Home Depot the other day, and, and they had those um, pine cones that smell like awesomeness. Yes. I'm a big fan of that. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready. I'm fast. Do you decorate your apartment at all? Uh, I I don't. Um, I I've been getting into some some candles lately for whatever reason. I've I bought one candle now. I'm like, damn, I like having a candle around. Okay. Uh, Boyd Lake says that smell is coming from inside your oven. Amazing. Cue the Beavis and Butthead laugh. <laughs> See what he. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you know. There you go. Okay, Salty Drunk is having one of those days. Oh, God. He says, are you saying I'm not welcome if I give constructive criticism? No. I said you can enjoy your nap if you think that, that we're, you know. So he's upset that we're doing, we're talking about the Sean Watson's personal life. It's leading the National Football League news cycle. It is. Yeah. The, on, go to any National Football League site and what do you think go to espn.com right now what do you think the number one story is i'm for real deshaun watson's court filings i'm for real like what are you talking about yeah like, i mean it, it's nobody said you weren't welcome I, yeah but you're not like like this so this is kind of what I, this is what i think is so interesting in in life oddly enough people want to come in and they want to say snarky things or they want to come in with some some tone or some attitude and then when you give that tone or attitude back, it's like, oh, well, I'm not welcome here anymore. Oh, you I guys can't just can't like, handle the criticism. I, I, I didn't say you're not welcome, but if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna say that what we're talking about is boring, then cool. Like like take a nap and come back in the next hour, and maybe you'll be more entertained. I mean, I, what am I supposed to say? I, I the the thing that I think most people forget is things like this. We're gonna talk about Kanye coming up. Excuse things, me, it's Yee. Oh, I'm sorry. It, we're gonna talk about Yee. Thank you. Thank you. The, Kardashian curse, like all due respect. Tom Brady's divorce, yeah. Ye, uh, the Kardashian curse, like, I, I mean, are, are, these are the biggest stories in sports, man. I like, like more. When you're a professional athlete, your off the court, ice field life thing matters. People care. Yes. Like, if you don't think this Deshaun Watson thing is a big deal, you're just you're just not paying attention. Yeah. Like, I I don't know how that's huge deal, at all man. off limits. Yeah. You know, like Hullabilly says, it's it's ye, LOL, Jake. <laughs> I would like to formally apologize to the guy, you know, formerly known as Kanye West. What you would know, I do without you? Who named his daughter East? Didn't they name her North Northwest? Excuse me, bro. What are you talking about? So that man? her name would be Northwest. Now is her name North Ye? What the f are you? <laughs> what do you do? You change your name to Ye. Um, NY Monty fan says, man, I will say there are some miserable people in this chat. People like this are exhausting. Then if you disagree with them or think positively, they target you. Get a life. Wow. Okay. That's a little harsh. That's Holy a little harsh. Shit. Jesus Christ. That's a little harsh. Cheese and rice. Sorry. Sorry. Cheese sorry. and cheese, rice. Cheese and rice. Brown rice, not white rice though. Okay. Thank like you. relax. Thank you. The anyway. Gumbylicious says Northeast. Oh. <laughs> You know, why are you talking about all this gossip stuff and them You're having a dude. What are you doing? 
Anyway. Get a fast pass for Douche Mountain because you're a douche. <laughs> Jonathan Ponzi says, yee. <laughs> right? I don't know. Do you guys care about people's personal lives? I, do, I find it fascinating. Well, I think it's... it's it, so here's the deal. I think the personal life stuff is what, what brings athletes or, or people on that, that level of life back down to earth. It's like, oh, that's Tom Brady, guy who's won six Super Bowls and like greatest of all time, like that level of dude has issues with his wife or like has at home issues or is getting divorced or is, you know, like, like, you know, like I think it just brings, it, it brings them back to earth. It makes them relatable. So yeah, in my opinion, I think this life stuff is by far the most compelling content that's available to us in sports. Like, it makes them us. Yeah, dude. I, like, like I, that's the, that's why I care so much like, because Tom Brady having arguments with his wife, it brings him more relatable to us. Like he has all we think about Tom Brady is he's a great quarterback and then they hang him up on a shelf and next Sunday he comes out and he's a great quarterback again. I want better for Like it makes season. yeah, it makes them human. Yeah. For better or for worse, like Deshaun Watson, I listen, Deshaun Watson it it, it humanizes him or any of these other people, it just humanizes like them. Like, what, what is the point in just talking about the fact that Tom Brady's almost made it routine winning Super Bowls year after year? Well, I mean, yeah. what's the point? Like, yeah, we get it. He won. Like, that's awesome. But but when we're talking about divorces or Deshaun or or anything that happens, like, that's the real material. These guys, and, and I seriously think this is what leads to most of the, of the issues in these conversations, like in the chat or overall. You understand these are people, man. These are human beings. Like, yes, you only see them on Sunday or when they're out in their given profession. Yeah. But they go home. And I guarantee you there are guys who you idolize who have issues at home that you will never, ever know about because they're that good at handling it. Yeah. And I look at Don. I look at Donovan Mitchell. What happened when he wanted to get into critical race theory and teaching history and... Yeah. He got beat over the head with just yeah. play basketball. Yeah. Holabilly says, people disagree with me all the time. Everyone has an opinion. If you can't handle that, that's your problem. I, well, what I would say about that is that's what makes this show great in my opinion. We can all come together every day. And, you know, generally we do, we'll do like 3,000 views a day per video. Yeah. That's 3,000 people sharing opinions. And if we do five or 600 comments a day, that's five or 600 people that are sharing their opinions. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with disagreements, but you have to be open to the fact that your opinion is not the only opinion. Yeah, and I also think you know, that, like, that when you, like like James has been here a long time. A and, long and, time. And I appreciate James. I appreciate, like James is in Australia. Like I appreciate that you found the show and you supported us. Like we appreciate that. But yeah. but I think it, I, I, I do think it is a bit unfair to be, to, to come in with a little salty, which is your brand, which is fine. That's not unexpected. But then be upset if, you know, we just hand that back to you. Like, it's just unrealistic. Justin Solace, another longtime listener, says, you're all free to talk about whatever you want. It's your show. But I couldn't care less about Watson. Like, yeah. And listen, I think it's not our show. And I know that we're the ones who do the show. I get it. It's your show. It's our show. We're, it's like, it's all of our show. Like you, without you guys, and I, I, I think we try to walk this walk all the time. Without you guys, what show do we have? Hey guys. If you guys don't go to Barbecue Pit Stop, barbecuepitstop.com, or if you guys don't go to Quick Quack or Papa Murphy's and use our code, or like 
we we don't have a show. Fucking so a. yeah, you guys supporting us and being here every day, you know, the 150,000 unique views a month that we get in Utah and you know, almost 200,000 views a month across the world, like that makes this show possible. So we care what you guys think. Like, I can't tell you the number of people that I've become friends with just off of this show. Yeah. Like, or the number of people that, that you know, I was talking to a guy yesterday who, who again said, you know, I'm getting a divorce and my, my son is really mad at me because he blames me for grinding. And you guys talking about, like, this is a guy who was telling you about Tri-Day Trading. Yeah. He was saying he, he's working three jobs. He works a full-time nine-to-five job as a pipe fitter. He's a, essentially a, a guy who, you know, does plumbing. He's a union pipe fitter. Yeah. And not easy work. Not easy work. And that's what he said. He said, I bust my ass all day. He's like, I was on a job site at 3.30 yesterday morning, freezing cold, because we had to get this job done by noon yesterday, because they needed to pour concrete. Right. He's like, I was on that job site until six o'clock tonight. I came home and he does Amazon. It went the, the, the side hustle. And his wife is upset with him because they lost 300 bucks on his Amazon side hustle last month. And he was saying, you guys talking about the stock market, you guys talking about Triday trading, you guys talking about how you left your full-time job at Yelp. Like this is how much he knew about our show that we used to work at Yelp. We left our nine to five and we've pretty much risked our entire life on this building that we're in right now. Yeah. He's like, that was inspiring to me. And I, you know, I, I want to get into Triday trading and it's just one of those things where that's what this show is about and those conversations every day. So James in Australia, you matter to us. You absolutely yeah. matter to us. Yeah. Guys like Ruff's official who on most days is not, is not, fun to deal with it but it just is what it is man you don't have to agree with us but your opinion matters here that's super important to us on the monty show presented by the advocates utahadvocates.com bb says love your show uh listen near to the uh near the end of my job every night way entertaining thank you i appreciate that appreciate that what do you do by the way yeah what do you do yeah BB? what's your job uh c says spot on monty i'm i'm very conservative but i love all the different views on this show it's good to hear different views it is and I think the it heart is. of that, though, it's really interesting. And, and I'm not trying to take this down any type of you know political conversation or anything. But I do think that, generally speaking, I mean, the art of just having a conversation, you know, like it could be about you know the color of my face. And if in in I feel like lately in our country, it's like, hey, if I say my face is you know gray and you say it's you know pastel white, <laughs> like we're gonna cut each other's throats off. You know what I mean? Like that's where I feel like we've been lately just generally speaking. So I think that's kind of the essence of what we try to do here is like, you know, like, yeah, yeah cool. Like, let's talk about it. Be open mind. Nobody's wrong. Yeah. Sports, we try to do this thing where you're wrong and I'm right. Nobody's wrong. Yeah. Was it a mistake to trade Donovan Mitchell? Well, I think it may have been. You think it wasn't. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's talk about that. Like, that's what this show is. That's why the show is great. Yeah. Ruff's official says, see, y'all ask for it. I mean, I, you know, it we, is what it is, man. I mean, it is a talk show for a reason, right? Yeah. Uh, is his name Tanner Plummer? No, Tanner's my guy. Uh, Stephen Barnard says, I listen to you guys every morning while I'm working. Appreciate you, Stephen. Uh, NY Monty fan says, Salty Drunk, you are the man. I love how much you like the NBA and your takes. It's important for all of us to have your uh, our thought process uh, challenged even in sports. I agree. Hey, guys. Salty Drunk says, uh, just like you guys, I won't give vanilla comments like Tanner. If I don't like something, I will give my opinion. Hey, guys. Just like the gazillion times I've praised your show. Yeah, hey guys. dude, I'm not upset with the things. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are We're some good, days, dude. though, where you know. 
Maybe take a laxative before dude, just you get show some, up. Just get the, some, you know. dude, before you turn the show on, just pull out a Forex Gold, get some pasta, and turn the show on. By the way, we had amazing tortellini yesterday. Oh, we were going to go to dude. the break. Jake's on a club sandwich run right now. Oh, dude, I, it's my entire life. I, I Club sandwich, fries, and like three three things of ranch. I'm He's good to go. all about this club sandwich. The, and admittedly, the break sports bar and grill has an awesome club sandwich. Now, and again, this is a traditional. It's cut in a triangle. It's got layers. Like, it's everything you want. Stop. I'm hungry already. Yeah, dude. Uh, but we had a uh, we had a business call. We had a call with one of our lawyers yesterday. Um, about some business stuff we're doing. And so we had to be home um, at a certain time, four o'clock. So we go home and we had tortellini in the fridge. Bomb. Uh, Jake made tortellini while I was on this conference call. And it was simply me. Like I'm on this conference call yesterday. <laughs> so I'm on the phone, miss, me and Mrs. Monty are on this conference call. And he put he brings me this tortellini and I'm just like eating it with my hand. <laughs> I was so hungry. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Hey, look at that. San Diego State Aztec gives us a $20 tip. Wow, appreciate you, dude. Thank you. Uh, for the quote-unquote risk-taking guys in Mrs. Monty, you're, you're an enjoyable part of my day. Appreciate I you, appreciate dude. that. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. Uh, Justin South says, I make a club sandwich for lunch at least three times a dude, week. Dude, I'm telling you. I mean, they're they're, so good. Like, I know sourdough bread is not the best for you, but my God, is it good. Yeah. Like, hey, um, Justin Salas, when are you moving back, dude? Aren't you... Oh yeah, isn't that isn't your time coming soon? Like I thought, really soon. Yeah, I thought that was maybe soon. by the end of the year. I think he said. Uh, Holabilly said I made some ravioli with pesto sauce last oh. night and it was fire. Okay, I'm not uh, a huge pesto guy, but ravioli oh. is absolutely bomb. But you also what did what kind of sauce did you eat on your tortellini yesterday? I had some sauce. You did. Yeah, oh. I, I didn't have as much as you, but I had some sauce on it. I was noticing that while I was on that call. I was like, you know. I'm, I, I'm, I won't even run from it. I'm not a huge sauce guy. I'm you're, not. You're but a butter guy. Yeah, I, I love I oh. love a nice butter and Parmesan. And like, that's kind of my jam. But I had I, that oh. sauce. I don't remember how you pronounce it, but that sauce is good. Yeah. Uh, December 16th, Justin Sal says. There you a, go. A moving truck is booked. Nice. Oh, boy. Uh, Steve Barnard says, my wife uh, made some HelloFresh pasta last night. HelloFresh is pretty. It's a food service. If yes. you guys don't know that, it's, it's pretty dang good. Uh, New York uh, Monty fan says, I agree with uh, that, Ruff's official. They should be able to voice disappointment in their favorite teams. What did Ruff say? We get a lot of comments. Where's Ruff? Aren't critical comments the same as Washington fans having sell the team signs? Yeah, I agree. I think they should yes. be able to have sell the team signs. Yeah, I think totally it's ridiculous agree. that the team, what Ruffs is talking about there, if you missed it yesterday on Football 50, one of our stories was that uh, the Washington Redskins had their security team take signs and make people put down. They, these fans had these signs they were holding up that just said sell the team. Um, pointing at the owner, Daniel Snyder. Well, the owners clearly had security take those signs. And I just thought it was stupid. It was, I mean, you, you come on now. Come on now. You know, uh, NY Monty fan says, I haven't tried HelloFresh. My wife was thinking about it. Is it worth it? We used to do HelloFresh. Steve Barner, yeah, what's your opinion on it? We I used think, to do you it. You know, the thing with HelloFresh, I think that you have to consider is you just have to be disciplined about it. Like you have to, it's not exactly cheap, I would say, but it does. Like, if you compare it to, well, I guess it depends on your life setup. So, like, I don't know, NY Monty fan, if you have kids or, like, what the deal is. But but if it's, like, just you and your significant other, I think it's probably worth it financially. If you have kids, I'm not so sure that it's then worth it financially yeah. because then, you know, you're probably over that $300 mark or whatever. But it really helped us. Like, you can customize your box with HelloFresh. Um, and you can make it vegetarian. Mrs. Monty's pretty much a hardcore vegetarian. 
Uh, and I'm like six out of seven days I don't eat meat unless Jake is on a club sandwich run. Right. But um, it, it helps because you can really customize it. They do gluten-free. They they do all that stuff. We really liked it. Gumbylicious says Olive Garden Fettuccine. Yes, my, my guy. dude. So good. Yes. So, so good. Uh, Charles uh, Lavia says, uh, I bought some Marie Callender's frozen pasta last night. It was good. Yes. I love, like, you know those Stouffer's um, where they make, like, they put, like, mac mac and like beef in the same container i can't remember what it's called like hamburger helper yeah it's so good though yeah. oh my god that's right t I, frozen food's not great for you but man do you know what I, I you know what i was craving the other day those stupid frozen breaded chicken patties from costco yeah are they're just stupid and for no reason yeah there's no reason that they should be good yeah and they are amazing they are it's so easy to eat bad oh my goodness big dog o-town where have you been? Damn. Big Dog O-Town was a regular commenter, but I think I offended the show when I said BYU is racist. No, you didn't. Since then, I've been screened, but I'm, I'm good. I still love the show. Go Jazz. Big Dog O-Town, no, you have not. not you, yeah, you're not. You, we have never screened. Yeah. We don't screen comments, and you should know this too. Our platform on YouTube, it depends on the language you use. YouTube will filter your comments, and I don't see that. And I don't have anything to do with that. So no, yeah. big doggo town. You were never, you were never yeah. screened. Yeah. Jaron Eccles says Blackhawks won again last night. Yes, they did. Let's One go. point out of uh, the uh, division lead. Thank you very much. TV dinners. Oh man. Do you remember? You guys don't because you're all younger than me, but it, I can tell you when I was a kid, we would get TV dinners once a week. My mom would allow us to go to the, you remember when you were a kid, you could go to the frozen aisle and pick out anything you wanted. Um, we used to pick out either a pot pie, a frozen pot pie, amazing, or we would be able to get those TV dinners. And I, I want to say Swanson. Uh huh. I used to love Salisbury steak TV dinners. Yeah. And they'd be in the little aluminum container. You take off the foil, pop it in the oven. The 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 TV dinner mashed potatoes and the TV dinner corn with the Salisbury steak. Oh, yeah. please. And my brother would always steal my, uh, the, like the dessert. They would give you like a meat, a vegetable, mashed potatoes, and like a dessert. Yeah. And my favorite dessert was like those frozen, like sugary apples. Uh -huh. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Hullabilly stop. Nobody cares about the wild. Keep your wild opinions to yourself. Yes, yes, yes. They're not welcome here. They are. I'm just kidding. Hungry man. Yes. Uh, kid, uh, kids cuisine brownies were amazing. Oh my God. Uh, Swanson's with apple cobbler dessert. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, Jumpman James says, I just, uh, uh, do my own shopping. Yeah, me too. Wow. I don't know what happened here there. I can't read your comments. So I, I, I don't know. That's a foreign language comment. Um, it's like it's from Facebook. Is it from Facebook? I have no idea. That could be from Facebook. Yeah, you see the logo? Like, uh, take your mouse off of the thing. Yeah. You see how the Facebook logo's right there? Yeah, I don't know what that... does. If anybody wants to tell me what that says, I I don't know. Uh, I have no idea uh, what that says, but it's fine. Uh, let's see. Jerem Patterson says, The good old days when parents left for date night, left babysitter $20 for pizza, and you could get so much. The good old days. Man, yeah. ain't that the truth? I, I've, my mom was never really a babysitter fan, but when she would leave us with, we, our neighbor, we used to go to our neighbor's house or they yeah. would bring their kids over to our house. And the thing that we always did was we would always make 
um, desserts. Like when we stayed with our neighbor, we'd always make these incredible desserts. You guys probably don't remember, but they used to have um, like these cake mixes and you could put like different stuff in the cake mix yeah. and they would make these amazing um, like little loaf pan things. And they would make like five or six of those and we would mash all those up into the different flavors. And you remember those chocolate syrup bottles and we would just take the chocolate syrup <laughs> Oh man, it was amazing, bro. Some of those dessert nights that man. are like, um, she would, this, this lady would toss popcorn, fresh popped popcorn in sugar. And it was just incredible. Yeah. I incredible. Yeah. You know, uh, salty drunk says, where is our little mascot Tanner this morning? Uh, he's probably not up yet. I have no idea. Yeah. He's probably not up yet. Um, yeah, hey guys. I hey don't guys. know. He's a, he's, he's a hard worker though. That guy takes the train to school and works a full-time job and, uh, now my Monty fan says, I love that I now know other people love food just as much as I do. I should be 900 pounds. No, you should. <laughs> I am 900 pounds. You know, my left leg is 900 pounds. Right, right. Fat. Yes, fat humor is, that's where I go. Uh, one more. The abs and stars will end up at the top of the division anyways. Yeah, pr pretty much. Yeah, yeah. pretty. The Colorado Avalanche are good. The, you, obviously, uh, the Utah Grizzlies, who we cover daily. Um, are in the uh, Avalanche organization. Yeah. The Avalanche, the AHL, which is AAA, uh, Colorado Eagles, and the Utah Grizzlies are – the organization's stocked. Like, yeah. the goaltending in the Colorado Avalanche system, the forwards, like – yeah, the Avalanche are going to be good for a very long time. A very long time. Uh, let's see. When is the baby coming, Jake? Sounds like Monty wants to babysit for you. Well – yeah, when's the baby coming, Jake? Uh, I don't know. There's no plans for a baby. <clears throat> Tomorrow could be a very interesting show. Right. Uh, Y'all right. going to talk about Taylor Swift being fat phobic? No, probably not. No. I am not a Taylor. Yeah, again, out there. we've wasted 25 minutes in not talking sports this morning now, but I can tell you this. Um, I am not a Taylor Swift guy. I know that dudes fawn over her. She is just not my slice of... Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston all day long. Boom. And we've had this conversation, I know. Yes, we have. I, I flipped on the tube the other day, and there was an old version of Friends. Good night. That's Jen right, T. Dude, Jennifer Aniston she back in the day. She was smoking. My God. Dude. You know. You know. It was, yeah. Uh, I caught your Grizzlies show, Monty. It was great. Thank you, Salty Drunk. Appreciate that. Uh, where do you want to go here, Jake? We could go back to the NBA. Um, Boyd Lake says, Taylor Swift? Nope, nope, nope. Thank well, you. Well. See, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Are you a Taylor Swift guy? Eh. I like some of her older stuff, but not really. No, to be honest with you, no. I don't I can't name probably a single song. And I, I can one of her songs is running through my head right now. Please don't. Don't sing it. No, I don't, no, no. I can't No. Nope. When I first saw you. Wow. I, <laughs> I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Storyteller? Storytelling? What's the name of I can't think of that song. Okay. You were Romeo and I was Juliet and we first fell in love <laughs> and then you broke my heart. <laughs> you know the song I'm talking about. Oh my about, right? god, yes, I do. I do. Yeah, I yeah. I yeah. That's Taylor, what I mean, but that's from the olden days. Taylor Swift is, you know. It's when she was a youngin. It, it's <laughs> a youngin. Um 
Hullabilly says Dua Lipa, uh, yes. Dua Lipa, can I can I get it? Yeah, what, what's Dua, Dua, Lipa? Dua Lipa's fine. Who is that? Google her. She's beautiful. I, I don't know who Dua Lipa is. Oh, you know her music. Know? Yeah. No, you know her music though. Yeah, Dua Lipa. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, Dua Lipa's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Is is that is that real? Like yeah, what the is one, the the brunette is her natural her natural uh, uh this one's not half bad. Are you serious? That who is Dua Lipa? What she's is a pop she doing? Star. What is she doing? How do I not know of this person? Yeah, Dua Lipa's a huge star. Absolutely massive star. Okay, hello. Dua, uh, hello, that was the wrong. Do I, should I know her? Yeah, you're being kind of a casual on this right now. Dua Lipa is absolutely so a I should So I should know Dua Lipa. Yeah, on what's, some level, What yes. song does she sing? Oh, a ton. I mean, she's she's she makes music that um, definitely I, would Dua trend Lipa? on like social media and like is big, big, big star. Like, how do I not know this? Um, let's see. How do I not know? I'm loading pictures of Dua Lipa right now, by the way, so that we can um, all bask in the glory. I think her biggest song is called One Kiss. Uh, let's see. There she is. That's Dua Lipa. Heyo. Yeah. She lifts. Um, Heyo. Yeah, and she collabs with Calvin Harris a Good lot. Night. And, like, Good night. Like, she's an attractive girl. Yeah, dude. She's really talented. Like, I've talented. never heard of Dua Lipa. Well, I've never heard that's, um, that's, you know, you know. Uh, Salty Drunk says Dua Lipa. Hello. Hello. Uh, uh, do, my daughter loves to listen to Dua Lipa, Steve Barnett. Yeah. Did a full 180. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, we've, we've, we've now gone down the rabbit hole of Dua Lipa. Salty Drunk says Dua Lipa does the Elton John mix. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, Dua Lipa needs some thickness. Is she very thin? Not that I knew, but okay. Uh, Justin Saul says, looking like Tom Brady lost his wife and is not even going to make the playoffs. Yeah, pretty rough year for Buddy. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Giselle B has been listening to that Taylor Swift on loop. We never, uh, we never, never, never getting back together at Holabilly. Like, <coughs> that's the problem with Taylor Swift. All of her songs are about, oh, you jerk, you broke my heart. Ah. <coughs> wow. it, 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 her and, oh, the, the, um, Oh, the, the, the British lady who was Adele. heavy Adele. Oh, you broke my heart, you prick. <coughs> ah! <coughs> Those are what their songs are about. Am I wrong? Am no, I wrong? Uh, no. Am I wrong? No. When, when, when women get broken up with, who are they going to go listen to? Yeah. Yeah. Adele, because I mean, her heart's I've, broken. I've, I've listened to Adele. Um, Gumbylicious says the best Taylor Swift song is the one with the goat. Uh, okay. Okay. I have no idea what that's yeah, a reference I don't, I don't to. Know that reference. If that's a joke about copulation, I have no idea. Tom Brady has put uh, pronounced dead has been pronounced dead before too soon now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Uh, real quick, let's talk about Pac-12 power rankings. Power. Um, because I'm interested to see what you guys think. Look at these TV numbers. Um, this is through week eight of TV numbers, and if you notice at number three and four, BYU and Utah. In the West are number three and four. BYU's got 10.4 million. Utah's got 9.88. And I have a feeling in week nine, Utah will pass BYU. And I'm and the other thing that's amazing to me is that when you look at the Pac-12 power rankings right now, yeah. and obviously Utah should be on top of that, right? There there's nobody nobody doubts that, right? Right. Okay. That or excuse me, Oregon should be on top of that. Nobody doubts that. Yeah. But looking at the Super West uh, Pac-12 power rankings, Oregon number one, UCLA number two, 
even though UCLA got trucked, how is UCLA number two? Right. USC is three and Utah is four. Somebody explain to me how Utah A is behind USC when they beat USC. And how is Utah not three? Okay, you want to say that UCLA beat Utah? Okay, I can almost get down with that. Right. You look at these TV numbers that are on the screen. Utah is outdrawing UCLA. How are you fourth? Somebody explain that to me. It makes no sense to me that Utah is fourth. Is Utah getting the respect that they deserve? Well, no, obviously not. I think Utah is, is, you know, I I, I think that speaks to people's belief or lack of belief in Utah. I think people are basically with that ranking saying that they don't think that, that Utah is consistently better than SC, that they barely edged them out. And it's like, well, do you, they beat SC. They should be ahead of SC. I completely they should agree. Be. And I think that the Oregon thing is really interesting to me because Oregon's got a, had a bunch of home games here that they've kind of built their season on. And Bo Nix is notorious for being a terrible road quarterback and a really good home quarterback. So he did beat Washington state. Utah's got to win. I think this game tomorrow night is, must win for Utah. Yeah. Like any conversation about Utah ends if they lose that game. Yeah, and in tomorrow's show, we're going to detail that game and, and really get into that game. And I think that, yeah, on a surface level, it is a big, it is a huge game. I think, you know, because it's on a Thursday, because it's up in Pullman, because you're, you know, going up against a Washington State team that is always a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, it is a big game. But, I, again, I'll just keep saying, like, I, yeah, I do think this was kind of disrespectful to the Utes. How are you putting them behind a team that they beat, number one? And then number two, like, Oregon, I'm, I have trouble with Oregon being considered the best team. Maybe today they're the best team. Okay, sure. And that's kind of how they do it. They do it week by week, so I kind of get it. But I don't believe that Oregon's actually the best team in the Pac-12. Who is I, it? Well, that's, so that's what I was going to say. I don't know that there is a best one right now because I don't think we've seen a team really go on a, on the road against a formidable, equal-level opponent and win. That could have been SC if they had beat Utah Rice-Eccles, but they didn't. And that's my point. It could have been Utah if they had gone to the Rose Bowl and won. It could have been Utah. It could, could be Utah if Utah goes to Oregon and wins. Exactly. So that's what you I'm know. saying. Like I think for Utah, you've got Washington State ahead of you. Obviously, you know, Oregon's coming. You're or obviously you're going to Oregon. Like, you know, you have opportunities here, but I just don't love that they're putting Utah behind SC when Utah beat SC. Yeah, I I my power rankings would be Oregon one. I think I would put I mean, I would put Utah second. But they lost to UCLA. Okay, fine. Yeah. But UCLA too. Yeah. But I mean, Oregon was never, I mean, UCLA was never in that game. And that's a problem. Never. So then with that conversation, then are, you know, you have a problem saying that SC is the fourth best team in the conference because we know they're better than that. So that's well, the problem. But those, the two games that are left on the schedule that really matter, in my opinion, are SC and UCLA mm-hmm. and Oregon and, and, and Utah. Yeah. I mean, I, this I cannot tell you how big this game is tomorrow night for Utah. I mean, it is. You, you look at the, you you look at it. It's prime time. It's Thursday. It's uh, on its own. It's Pullman. It's a tough trip. I mean, this is a massive, massive game for Utah. And I think that you have to find a way to go in there and win convincingly. There's no doubt, and it is absolutely. One of the biggest stories in sports brought to you by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure that you uh, stop by Quick Quack Car Wash. Keep your paint protected. We have a hard freeze warning uh, out. You know that winter is pretty much here now. You got to choose Quick Quack Car Wash. Play-Doh. I have 
No idea. Lipstick. Apparently my car door looks like a canvas. Quick map. It's my saving grace. No one else needs to know the madness of my journey. There you go. Quick quack, quick quack car wash brings you the biggest stories in sports. Let's get your thoughts in here. And Morris says, Pac hasn't had a good win outside of conference. Well, Oregon getting boat raced by Georgia. Georgia. Certainly did not help. Yeah. Certainly did not help. But Georgia, Florida this week is interesting. I don't know that that's a slam dunk for Georgia, by the way. But it probably is. I, I probably am making too much of it. And Morris says, uh, USC is hype way too much. They're very good. They are very, very good. I think mm, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Travis Bird says Utah wins by 11. That would help. That would help. Uh, Josh Lovren says Utah has to win big tomorrow. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Holabilly says go Utes. Boyd Lake says uh, viewers isn't a good measure for how well a team is playing. Watching BYU train wreck is drawing plenty of attention. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, that's. Wow, Boyd Lake. I, I mean, I can't blame him for saying that. Yeah, we'll talk to Harris Lochance coming up uh, one hour from now on the show. Brought to you by our good friends at Papa Murphy's. Uh, San Diego State says Utah, the Rodney Dangerfield at a Pac-12. No respect. No respect at all. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, you know, Jonathan Jansen says uh, it speaks to the Pac-12 having awful media deals. It absolutely does. Yeah. I think that's very true. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, I think everyone thinks the Holy War needs to reside in the Big 12. A amen to that. Bring Utah to the Big 12. Absolutely. Uh, NY Monty fan says, people all turn their heads to watch a train wreck, just not in sports. Uh, well, I think there's a lot of people. BYU would, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, BYU's on a Friday night against East Carolina. Does that game draw? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. You think it does? Yeah, absolutely. It's at Lavelle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you draw. think people are going to – will they, Will it be a sellout? Uh, I don't know about a sellout, but I think there will definitely be a – Good side crowd there for sure. Really? Yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be a light crowd. It's going to be cold. I think it's going to be a light crowd, and I think it's going to be a smaller TV number. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Travis Bird says uh, Utah will go to Oregon, beat him down, show him the town, take, take, take donuts as a trophy, and Utah Utes will win the Rose Bowl, and we will have a big yellow parade in Salt Lake City. There you go. Okay, let's hope. Uh, Teddy Wayman says 38-21 Utah. Wow, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Boyd says it will draw, and it will be a tough game for the Cougs. It will. Uh, Casey Finlinson says, I'll be there at LES. I, it, listen, I think this is a really interesting time in BYU football. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm a, I, I can overstate it, and I don't think I am overstating it. I think we're watching what could be the beginning of the end of Kalani Sataki at, at BYU. Right. I think this is a huge, huge period of time. You have to find a way to find a way. Yeah. You have to. Because if you, I mean, what's the worst? You're not losing to Utah Tech, with all due respect. You're not losing to Utah Tech. If you, if you only get six wins this year, because you got to think the Boise game's up in the air, right? Yeah. I mean, if you only get six wins this year, what does that say about you? What does that say about you going into the Big 12? Like, you're not firing Kalani Sataki after the season. That's not happening. You will mandate big changes on his coaching staff, though. Yeah. No, I agree. And when you start mandating that a guy make changes on his staff, yep. you're taking control. I mean, to one extent, you're taking his balls out. Like, I mean, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're telling him you're, you're going to hire a new defensive coordinator. 
You're telling him you're going to hire a new special teams coach and you're mandating. And if, if we've learned anything about Kalani, he is not a guy that likes to be mandated to ask Ty Detmer. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, that, that is absolutely it. That's a critical moment in time at BYU. There's, there's no doubt about that because you're not really getting, you know, any kind of performance on either side of the ball. If we, if we're being honest, like defense is a huge problem, but was the offense very good against Liberty? It wasn't. I mean, we have a lot of questions about BYU's offense. There's no doubt about I think that. There's just questions about the program. Like, you know, like let's just tell it how it is. Like, there are questions. Yeah, I mean, there is a there is because there's a lot of talent there. The yeah. frustrating thing is, it's not like BYU has a talent deficit. There, there is a ton of talent on that roster. Yeah, and you're just not using them well. Yeah, and now he's the guy calling the shots. If, if they are not exponentially better, significantly better defensively Friday night, how many how many people are going to be like, well, now what? I mean, well, I, I think if you're not asking that question now, I don't know what question you're asking. I mean, I I think that you know, like you it, again, I, this needs to be said. This is like week eight, right? Right? Like this is week eight. I think it is. Like you, you're you're at the three quarter point of your season here. Like th- we're not. This isn't week two. No. You know, and, and so if we're still sitting here like, well, they got to work on this or work on that, well, maybe the viewpoint's a, like an issue. Like, like that's why I say, like, I feel like the too nice thing is their biggest problem. It's at the heart of everything. Like, you're too nice about Tuiaki. You're too nice about players. You're too nice about You've rotating been riding guys that in train. And out. Yeah, like, because ultimately what happens when you're too nice? It festers. It allows the, like... It allows the team to operate in, like in this mode where they're just kind of floating through the week. And, and I love Harrison. We're going to hear from him, you know, in what, 50 minutes at 830. We've talked to Harris every Wednesday, basically, for the entire season. And last Wednesday, he said they were all pissed off that they had lost and that 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 there was frustration and they were working hard on fixing some things and doing some things. So I believe Harris Lachance when he says that. But the thing is is Harris LeChance is in the offensive lineman's room. I wonder what the defensive coordinator's room looks like. I wonder which room Kalani Sataki is hanging out in or what, what he's doing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this, he, you have to stiffen the program. You have to, like, there has to be a, a change in the fabric of the program. That's my opinion. I think they are way too nice that's, overall. That is a very dangerous place to be. I mean, it, it, that's not easily done. No, it's not. I mean, and no, I think not. this goes back to 70 points versus 50 points. Yeah. This goes back to letting teams slap you in the face last season. Like, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Justin Salas, do you guys think Alabama will make the playoff? I think that's up in the air. I think that's up in the air. I was looking at their schedule the other night, and I think when you look at Alabama's schedule, um, there are some big games left on that schedule. They've got uh, at LSU this week, they'll win that game. At Old Miss, that's the game I wonder if they can win. I mean, that's Lane Train. That's There's a lot of Lane vitriol train. there. Then they get Austin P and Auburn. Like, the next two weeks will determine their fate. The problem is, when you look at the SEC, I mean, probably the, the national champions coming out of the East. I mean, yeah. if you look at the SECs with Georgia and Tennessee, um, I mean, the problem for Georgia and Tennessee is, Georgia and Tennessee are going to run into each other. Yeah. And you would expect Georgia to win that game. And then Tennessee's probably out. So if Bama wins out, I think they'll be there. But I don't think they're going to win a national championship. I think Georgia, the question is, has Georgia had a good quality opponent? 
Um, and I would tell you they haven't. Oregon, Sanford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, and Vandy. That's who they well, played. Tennessee's sitting right there. Florida this weekend. Um, then you're uh, home for Tennessee, Mississippi State uh, on the road, Kentucky on the road, and Georgia Tech. They yeah, so have, you got some opponents there. They have – well, come on. Tennessee's good, man. Tennessee's very – but that's like, the game. But it's it's also in Athens. So, like, they, they're not going to have – Kentucky – Kentucky can win games at home. See, this is why this is why I hate the AP though, because it's it's it goes both ways. So it's like, oh well, the game's in Athens. Uh, well, that means they should win that game, right? And then it's like, oh well, but it's Tennessee though. I thought you said Tennessee was a really good team. Well, they are, but it's at home, so they should win that game. Okay, well let's throw that one out. How about Kentucky? Well, we all know they're better than Kentucky, but I thought you said Kentucky was a top ten team. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like it goes both ways, and that's what I think the the issue is. It's hard to it's hard to really pinpoint what's a quality opponent and what's not. It's almost like it's got to be a top 10 team on the road. Like, that's what a quality win is, I feel like. I think if you're Alabama, you're a huge Texas A&M fan this week. I yeah. mean, Texas A&M and, and Ole Miss um, is a huge game. And I think that if Ole Miss loses and Alabama wins, Alabama pretty much wraps up the 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 west so yeah. it'll be interesting to see but you know what justin i think it's it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes you know it'll be um that that i think is a big one uh josh lovern says kalani satake to asu stop nah. stop justin or uh, excuse me jeremy bolton my guy what's up dude good to see you he says beginning of the end for kalani nah fam he's turning this around yeah, I don't think I don't think his job is in danger at all. I I, I don't believe that. I, I think that I think that if he was in if he was at anywhere else but BYU, I think there would be some conversations. I don't maybe, think his or, job's in danger. No. What I think is this could be the beginning of the end of his tenure at BYU. If you have if you win six games this year, and then next year you go into the into the Big Twelve, then what? Then what? I mean, you could, do you really think this is going to be easy? Do you? I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't think he thought it would be easy. I think he thought that they were prepared. I think he thought that from a coaching, from the staff, like a staff point of view, not necessarily the players, because I don't think you can ever really prepare players to play a, a higher level of football until they start playing it. But from a coaching perspective, I think he would. He, I think Kalani Sataki thought that his staff would um, perform better than they have this year and were ready to go for the Big 12, and that clearly is not the case right now. And I think that what's really tough is, like, because it's BYU, and, and again, I'm not joking, I'm being 100% serious, because it's BYU, because you have certain rules to be able to work there, guys are not just falling off of trees to take jobs there. And I think that that's the tough part. So it's like, no, I don't think that this is the beginning of the end of Kalani's tenure. I don't think that there needs to be conversations about Kalani. I think that, you know, this is an important time and it's hardly a time to change head coaches, you know? And and I think that Tom Homo is very aware of that. Like, it's not, you can't, not that firing Klein is even a conversation, but even if it was, I don't think you can do that right now. No. You're heading into a new conference. You got to give that a couple of seasons well, of breathing and, and, room. And again, I don't think you're, I don't think anybody's trying to fire Kalani Sataki. Nobody, yeah. I, I don't even think that's a conversation. One, the job's almost impossible to fill. Yeah. But two, I just think when you... He's writing his legacy right now. This is this season has been an abject failure to this date. Yeah. Let's be honest. There were expectations. This was going to be a 10-win season. 
You were as talented. You would have massive recruiting. Jaron like, was way better. And you're not winning games. And you lost, a, you know, Notre Dame, Arkansas, Oregon. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it, it just, it, losing the Liberty game is just the cherry on top of the suck fest Sunday. I mean, it is not. Yeah. It is. It's not been great. Football at 50 in four minutes. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Josh Leverett says, BYU might not uh, be fired, but would he leave to coach elsewhere? He would not. I don't see any way that happens. Uh, Hullabilly says, as a Ute fan, I hope Kalani takes this year to realize he has to step it up as a leader. That could be. Uh, what is the capacity of BYU's home field and what is the average crowd? I mean, the capacity is 60 something. I mean, and it's been, um, it's, I mean, the, the crowds have been pretty good this year. Uh, I, I don't, I think the fans have supported BYU. I mean, sig significantly. And if you're just short of 64,000, I think you've been pretty close. Your but, average attendance last season was 61,647. And what it is, it's always the corners that are empty, right? That's yeah. when you start seeing fan apathy and you start seeing fans that don't show up on a cold Friday night. Yeah. You know, like they'd rather, they'd rather be home doing something else. Uh, Boyd Lake says, this is the most talented roster BYU has had in a decade. It's embarrassing that this team is playing so poorly. Yeah. Casey Finlinson, good morning, friend. He says, all, it all starts with recruiting, and BYU is way far behind the eight ball when it comes to its recruiting staff and resources being used for that specific purpose. But this is what I always tell you about. There is a disconnect between administration and Tom Homo about resources and allocation of resources. Yes. And there are, there are, there is a significant group of people, um, that really want to control is such a false thing, right? Control's a lie. There's no such thing as control. And I think there are people in BYU administration who think they control things uh -huh. and who want to control things. And I think the wrong leadership is in place. You've had guys that have been there too long. You've had guys that, have, that, that are very comfortable. And I think when you have, have guys like Kalani, I don't know that Kalani can be the bull that'll just push people out of the China shop. And I think he needs to be that. Yeah. There is no doubt that, that if you look at basketball, it's not like basketball's carving people up either. And I think you need change in middle management and athletics and administration at BYU. Yeah. Or you are not going to move forward. You're not. And there, they, the other issue that is painfully obvious is there are differing opinions on how things should be done. And it's old guard versus new guard. And the old guard thinks they have the control. Such a miserable spot to be, too. It, it is. And I'm telling you, in your life, if you remember one thing that Uncle Monty told you, it's that control is not real. Control's not real. There's no such thing. Yeah. You have a job to do. Do your job. That's your control. You want to have control? Do your job the very best way you know how. Yeah. Do, the, do your job to the best of your abilities. That's how you control things. And right now at BYU, there is a massive amount of dysfunction. And the only thing that happens at BYU that everybody agrees on is that football at 50 is an amazing second. That's, that's, that's it. it Let's they, go. They all know. Let's go. They all know. You know. That's a professional transition right there. Football at 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. 10 to the hour every hour. We bring you the biggest stories in football. And then you turn around and you go order your Papa Murphy's Pizza. You can order it right now in the Papa Murphy's app and give a pickup time. Like, hey, you can order it right now. We'll pick it up at 4 o'clock. Yeah, get to making that pizza. 
Done. No problem, man. And you'll walk in at 4 o'clock. It'll be fresh and ready to go. Your take-and-bake chocolate chip cookie dough will be in the little container there. Boom. Done. Bada-boom, bada-bing. You know what I mean? Life is good unless you're Deshaun Watson. So we had quite the disagreement about Deshaun Watson last hour on the show. Well, we didn't, but the comments, you know. Let me ask you, do you guys care about Deshaun Watson at all on any level? Does that story interest you? And furthermore, do NFL stories like this interest you? Like where you have this star guy or somebody doing something wrong that involves women. Does that interest you? Look at the, and we're going to talk about Donda Sports and Yee coming up here in a bit. Uh, but if you look at you look at what's going on with with Kanye West, look who he's in business with, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's his own set of problems. He just lost a 1.2 million dollar lawsuit to a mover that he allegedly assaulted. Right. The guy turned around and sued him, and now Antonio Brown owes him 1.2 million dollars. How much money did that guy waste being an idiot? Yeah, a lot, hundreds of millions, I would guess. Because he, because when he was a Steeler, when he was prime, maybe as a Steeler, he was one of my favorite players. And then yeah. he just went off the rails. He had endorsements, he had salary, he had everything you could want. And he has just given it away. And you know, the sad thing is with Antonio Brown and guys like Ye, I'm not calling him Ye. Kanye West and <laughs> Antonio Brown, I'm not doing it. Um, it is. There is a mental health component there that has to be present. Yeah. I mean, it's my opinion, obviously. I mean, with Kanye, you know. With Antonio Brown, he needs help. I mean, it, it's amazing to me how much money that guy is not going to realize that he has just left on the table because he can't get it together. Yeah. It's remarkable to me. The Deshaun Watson story is crazy. Another woman filed a lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. We told you the story last week. A judge said to this woman, listen, if you want this lawsuit to go forward, you're going to have to put your name in the public record. Yeah. She did that. Rusty Harden, the attorney for Deshaun Watson, questioned her in his office. She sat with his his paralegal. She told the paralegal that she wants, quote, I want to be in love and I want, I want to love Deshaun Watson. Come on. And I don't want criminal charges put against him. Because what happened in that room was not criminal. Then why are you suing him for what happened in that room? Anybody? This woman's also texted Deshaun Watson, you know, telling him she wants a relationship and yeah. saying they should connect and let's get together. And now should they, and this is, you know who this is? This is Trevor Bauer. Yeah. At least yeah. he kept the receipts, right? This is crazy that this chick is suing him. I don't. Do you, what do you do here with Deshaun Watson? Like he's off scot free on this, pretty much. I mean, he got he he got a huge signing bonus that's going to take care of all of his expenses legally, and now he's got a massive, largest contract ever that's backloaded. Yeah. So he's losing a very little bit of money to his suspension. Like he's essentially not going to be punished for anything that he did in those in that. Yeah, room. and I think that that's. That's how. Uh, what is it? The Haslam's who own the Browns, right? Like that's how. That's how it. That's how it works with them. And I think that, you know, uh, again, this is professional athletes doing what professional athletes do, and, and it does. These kind of stories do interest me a lot because I think that you know guys like Deshaun and you know it's like you know the Kobe and the Eagle Colorado thing back in the day, or like any example you want to use. These type of issues bring these guys back to earth, and I think that it's it, it is the essence of sports talk. I mean, I, these this story just keeps going and i do think that 
because this woman is is on the record saying she wants to be in love with Deshaun, it's a bad look for the rest of the victims. It is. It forces you. Like, you don't have an option but to question them now. <laughs> Holabilly says, my fantasy team cares. Uncle Monty, it's ye like yay, not ye. It's yay? It's yay? Okay. Come on, man. You know, yeah. Kanye West. Uh, it's dumb. How about that? I know it's, I hate saying that because it's his name. It's yay. That's dumb. It's, it's yay. It's yay. Yay this, never mind. Dude. Is the Kardashian curse real? Yeah. Tell me the Kardashian curse it is not real. It feels real. Whatever. Uh, Deshaun Watson's story is linked on ESPN's front page. It's still a big story, mainly because the quarterback uh, salary implications, mental health, NFL player relations, including disciplinary. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is a big story. Uh, get the Deshaun. Good thing Deshaun saved those texts, I guess. Josh Levern says Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Um <laughs> NY Monty fan says this is a sign of how desperate the Browns are. Yeah. But is it desperate or is it savvy? <clears throat> well, I think Ask if yourself you're in their that question. shoes, you're saying it's savvy. You know, I still I maintain. think it was an incredibly smart deal by them. Yeah, I from a football perspective and like from a business perspective, yes. If your mission is to to secure this guy, yes, it's smart. But from a moral standpoint, it's absolutely oh, it's horrendous. It's, it's absolutely terrible. horrible. Yeah. It's it's absolutely terrible. I can't imagine that we are in a place where we cannot somehow say, nope, this just isn't good enough. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know how. I, I Yeah. I just don't know how we can't be in a place where we say, well, you know what, Deshaun, until all this is put to bed fully, you can't play in the NFL. Yeah. But the Cleveland Browns know that's not going to happen. They needed a quarterback, and they got, they got one of arguably the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It was an incredibly savvy business move. Yeah. He needed a place. They needed a QB. They got together. Well, and they had to move Baker. Well, I, I think that's true, too. Uh, Mike Maple says, Tom, Kanye, Tiger, divorce always messes the guy, uh, messes up the guy more than the girl. No doubt about that. Jordan Clarkson is business partners with Yee Yay and Yee Haw. I don't just, you know. Uh, no bots today, and we have been talking about promiscuous sports. That's very true. See, you cursed it now, though. Now there will be bots in the chat. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, my guess, and again, I think this is just my guess. I don't know this to be fact. Right. But my guess is, is that the bots are macking on some Papa Murphy's pizza. 911, what's your emergency? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, we've traced the smell and it's coming from inside your oven. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. <laughs> Last weekend to get your Jacko pizza. We gonna get one? Uh, we should, yes. By the way, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you should go follow me on Twitter because Tanner Plummer. Oh, God. Hey, guys. Hey, hey guys. What, what is Tanner doing on Twitter, dude? So Travis Bird, who listens to the show, is a bit of a celebrity stalker. Right. In that he takes pictures with every famous guy he can find. Hey, guys. And he, he was tweeting pictures of Devin Booker, who is the greatest NBA player ever. No. Um, I'm sorry, what? Go ahead, go ahead. Anyway, he was tweeting pictures at me of him with Devin Booker, the greatest NBA player ever, 
to ever like in forever play hey the game. Hey guys. Ever. Hey guys. Uh, we all know that's a fact. Now it's undisputed. Let's um, settle this right now. Yeah. So then I retweeted the picture of my dude, my soulmate, Devin Booker with Travis and Tricky T on my Twitter feed, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, put up a picture of um, somebody enjoying the picture of, of Devin Booker. Okay, and okay, Travis. okay. And you should so probably, you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You should probably go follow me on Twitter and enjoy that. I mean... Donnie, you're out of your element. You know, I, I mean... Donnie, please. It's Devin Booker. I mean, many forums, many, many forums have been strengthened. Uh, <laughs> it's eight o'clock on the monty show presented by the advocates utahadvocates.com make sure that you friends uh get to utahadvocates.com chat with them for free if you've been in an accident if you've been hurt at work the advocates absolutely can help you with your workman's comp claim um car accidents like it, the thing that we saw yesterday is distracted driving again caused another major wreck in utah that's not your fault. If somebody's on their phone or trying to eat their food while they're driving and they hit you, that's not your fault. Get to the advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. They never charge you anything out of pocket. No retainers, no consultation fees. You do not pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at UtahAdvocates.com. Hair slit chance in 30 minutes. I want to get into this Kanye thing a little bit because I think it's so interesting. The reach that Kanye West has had. So Kanye West, as you're aware, has been routinely using anti-Semitic, anti-Jew, anti-human language for months now. And finally, and I don't know why it took so long, he finally went too far. And we talked about it this morning on the show. We've been debating it for several days. We're not going to play the Kanye West audio. It just does not serve a purpose. If you want to hear it and see it, it's out there for your consumption. It Just trust me that it is vile. It is terrible. The things that he has said yeah. are terrible to the point where yesterday in Los Angeles, this white supremacist group got up on an overpass over the 405 and had a sign that said Kanye West was right. And there was some you know anti-Jewish you know, like really awful messaging on a banner and they were standing there with, you know, with the Hitler salute and uh, this is what Kanye West has done. And so now we find out that, you know, Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown from the Celtics have left Donda Sports, which is Kanye's agency. Yeah. And Jalen Brown had actually defended Kanye and yet now has decided to leave. We hear yesterday that Adidas has said they are no longer going to manufacture or make for sale the Yeezy shoe line. Foot Locker has pulled all Yeezy inventory and will no longer sell it, effective immediately. You look at his net worth, he's lost half of his net worth, he's no longer a billionaire. You look at now the people running away from Kanye West. And I guess the question I ask is, what are we supposed to do with this? It, because I've heard a thousand and one times Tucker Carlson on Fox News calling this cancel culture and that you know other people are saying that Kanye's got First Amendment rights that are being trampled. And I, I, to which I say, like, is that the reality of this conversation? 
Because my opinion is, is that Kanye can say whatever he wants. You have a First Amendment right to, if you want to be anti-Semitic, and if you want to say incredibly damaging things to our society, do that. But there are repercussions for the words you speak. And I don't think that this is trampling of his First Amendment rights. I do not think this is cancel culture. I think what Kanye West did is heinous and the things he said are horrific. Yeah. So I don't believe this is cancel culture. No, I don't think it's cancel culture. And I think, you know, again, like that's this is kind of where we are in society. Hey, I'm going to say something and I know it's outlandish and I know it's way out there. And then when it comes back to me and I catch a bunch of flack for it, I'm going to say that it's cancel culture and you're violating my rights. Like, that's what we do in this country now. Instead of instead of saying, yeah, I said this, this is why I feel this way, and great, we disagree. You know, and, and that's what I think is is the true issue here. And I think that, yeah, Kanye and Antonio Brown and, and all those people that run in that circle all kind of share the same same views and same values, and it's no surprise. That's what that's what we do. We hang out with the people that say the things we like to hear, you know? And, and so, no, I, I don't think that Kanye is being canceled. I think when you're anti-Semitic, like, that's not going to be... And, and furthermore, not only was he anti-Semitic, I mean, he straight up called Adidas out by name and said, Adidas won't drop me even if I say anti-Semitic things. So it's like... Like the guy, I just will never understand the motivation for what he's saying and what he's trying to do. Because oftentimes, and and you will, I'm sure, you know, experience this if you go and listen to probably 10, 12 minutes of him just talking, you start to understand in long form that that he just rambles. It's just rambling. Like he'll start here and then he'll be 50 miles to the east by the time he's done. That's my problem. There is no... There is no initiative. There's no goal. There's no. no nothing. He's just, it literally is just the peanut gallery speaking. And now he's gone one step too far and really hurting himself. Yeah. And I, I think the sad thing is, is this is just another indictment on mental health in this country. Like I, I, I mean, in his fight with mental health, whether it's Kim Kardashian talking about it, his now ex-wife or. Yeah. He just needs help. He needs somebody to say something. Yes, he does. And it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, you know. And it and it is, it is really tough to, it is really tough to watch this happen mm-hmm. because I I don't I don't hate Kanye West, and I think most people would agree with me that he is wildly talented. He is, and he's a guy that has human rights, and it's tough to watch. Yeah. It is tough to watch him struggle with this stuff. It is tough, tough to watch him go through this. And it's because we don't have a grasp on mental health in this country. And if you are struggling with that, I just, I'm begging you to get help to, and I know that it's, it's not as simple as picking up the phone and calling somebody. I, I totally understand that. I understand that there is sickness and psychosis that goes into taking your medication. Yeah. I understand that, but we have to do something. We can't keep hiding in the in the back alleys and shadows with mental health in this country because we're watching it. There's nothing wrong with you because you're going through depression. You're not alone. Like in watching Kanye go through this and watching him spew this absolute hatred and watching the media run to this guy and allowing him like, you know, Fox News, why are you putting Kanye West on? I I, I just can't understand it. And yeah. You know, I, I know that there are shows that have pulled Kanye, like LeBron, the barbershop pulled their episode 
with Kanye West, that's what should happen. Yeah. He should not be given a platform to speak this way. Yet people will give him that platform because they know that people will watch. Yep. And I just think it's a huge mistake. And it's why like this Tucker Carlson thing, and it's so funny that how are, how are Kanye West and Tucker Carlson in the middle of this whole conversation? And it's because Tucker Carlson gave Kanye a platform and then heavily edited the worst things that he said and heavily edited that interview. It's just brutal. This whole thing, we're watching a guy destroy himself. Yeah. And it it's incredibly hard to watch. It's really difficult to go through it, man. Like, and, and I think, how is this going to end? Because I think we all know that it only ends one way. Right. It only ends one way. And that is with Kanye West in the ground. And that's just not necessary. No. It doesn't have to end that way. And whether it's Antonio Brown, Kanye West, like all of these guys that we've watched spiral through this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Like, I, I mean, all uh, Chris Cornell is another guy. All these guys that we have watched go through mental health and dysfunction. I just wish that we would do something about it, man, because it's it's incredibly painful to watch him go through this. It is. Yeah, and I think it's a shame because he is really talented, and and, and he's man. and he's. I mean, I I jam on his music. I have no problem saying that, you know. And I think that, you know, and, and I, not his newer stuff, but like you know the stuff he did with Jay Z, like you know, obviously, you know, graduation, like that album was crazy. Oh like God. I think that you know Kanye is incredibly talented, and that's why I think it's such a shame because. You know, it it just seems like these people that get to a certain level then just kind of go off the rails and they just start thinking they can say whatever they want. And like, I, I don't know, man. You can't. Like, I don't. Yeah. I Like, yes, you have the freedom to say what you want, but that doesn't mean you should just say whatever the hell you want. Like, you have to be smarter than that. You and, can't And do that's it. the problem. Yeah, you can't do it. Let's get some of your thoughts in here. Um, I see all of you commenting on Devin Booker. We'll go back to that in five minutes. Uh, Adam Butler said Adidas losing Kanye is going to hurt short term, but in the long run, it will be very protected. I would agree with that. It's the only choice they could make. Yeah. Uh, Holabilly says, I love yay, but he's out of pocket. Like Felix Friedman said, call out the individuals, not the entire ethnicity. Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, yay needs help, not media attention. Yes. Uh, yay is off his meds going through a divorce and crumbling as a man and a human in the public eye. It's very sad. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's just, it's amazing to me. Boyd Lake says we live in a culture that rewards people who say shocking things. It really does suck. Sometimes I agree. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Uh, agreed on the mental health take. Thank you. Um, Ruff's official says, why wasn't Whoopi Goldberg canceled for making anti guy? Can we just talk about Kanye's not being canceled? It's not cancel culture. Uh, M. Morris says, or free himself. It would be nice to see him free himself. I mean, there's there's no doubt about. It. I just I don't know, man. I don't view this as cancel culture. And Rush, I Ruff, I know you're highly political. This is not cancel culture. How, what is Adidas supposed to do? What is Adidas supposed to do? Like, are they supposed to come out as a company and endorse anti-Semitic comments? Like Apple Music, is, it, what is Apple Music supposed to do with this? Ask yourself that question. Like I was reading a story about the complexity of Apple Music with guys like Kanye. 
Are, is Apple Music supposed to continue to sell his music? Well, his music's not anti-Semitic, but you know that you're paying a guy who has espoused anti-Semitic views. Yeah. How, like what's, do you understand that paradox? I mean, I, I just don't know what you do yeah. with Kanye West. I, I, I don't, because you know what will happen. Kanye West, if I had to guess, Kanye West will continue to spiral. Kanye West, who, by the way, is a, is a father of two. I believe he's got two kids. And you're watching somebody's dad, somebody's son, even though his mother passed. You're watching all of, you're watching a human being deteriorate. Yeah. And you know where this is going. He is going to wind up past. He's going to wind up dead. And then what's going to happen to his music? Everybody's going to go and download it. And Apple's going to make a ton of money. So does Apple cancel him for his anti-Semitic views? You probably do. Will they? Probably not. I mean, it, it, it is... It's a brutal place to be. It is an incestuous, dirty, awful business. And I just yeah. don't know how you... That I don't know that there's a right or a wrong answer. No, take, I mean, I think for sometimes for companies like Apple, like when you're a company of that size, I think sometimes you just have to take your beating on these things. Like, I, I literally think like you, you're... Like companies of that size just care about the P&L statement. Like it's, hey, are you profiting? Are your shareholders happy? Okay, great. Great. We're just going to have to take the punches on this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know what, what else you're supposed to do. Yeah, Britney Spears is another sad story. Kurt yes. Myers also says Britney Spears destroyed her career for the same issue. Look at what Britney Spears is doing right now. Britney Spears will not keep her clothes on. And I, I kid you not. Britney Spears will not keep her clothes on to the point where her sons are embarrassed by her social media feed. Yeah. And, you know, reports say that they don't want to spend time with her or be around her because now she's out of this... Um, you know, she's out of this conservatorship, so she's back to being very erratic. And it, it's tough to watch. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I don't know. And Morris says maybe he doesn't want the celebrity life anymore. Well, then maybe he should disappear and stop making music. Yeah, and, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. I, like I can totally empathize with that. But but again, like, <laughs> you can't just roll out with, with anti-Semitic rhetoric you can't do that that's not gonna be it's not acceptable okay. like i was watching i you know and and you know just doing some homework on this last night like he goes on this podcast you know and they're having a conversation and the host of the podcast this english guy was like hey you know you you referencing these people in an anti-semitic way is the same thing as someone with my skin color he was he was a white guy is someone with my skin color using the N-word to speak to you? It's the same thing. And Kanye's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And like goes off in this whole thing. And that's the problem. That's why I agree. When you listen to him speak, when you when you start to understand that it's just an ongoing ramble. There's no real direction. Like, like at least with like with Trump, like I don't agree with anything the guy does, right? I, I'm not a Trump guy, and that's fine. At least with him, you understand what he's trying to do, even though that's completely jacked what he's trying to do, in my opinion. With Kanye, it's worse, in my opinion, because the dude doesn't even have direction. The dude just woke up on Monday and was like, yeah, time for some anti-Semitic language. Yeah, it's nutty. Like, dude. It's, it, just, it is. It's, just, it's just out of left field. That's the problem. And that's why this is not cancel culture. This is not in rough wanting to compare this to every other person in the world. This is a very unique 
individual yeah. situation. This is not this is not anything we've ever heard or seen before. Because like make no mistake I mean, about it, Kanye West has impacted a lot of people's lives over the course of his life. Like like I'm not the, even talking just about the now. Reach like just, that he has. Yeah, the, like the 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 reputation, the reach, the what he did for the music industry, what like he's done a lot in his life, a lot of good things. And that's why it's sad because like stronger what is is was the like the song of a generation An i feel like dude it was like crazy that's yeah. why this is sad justin solace says yeah this is definitely different than someone like dave Chappelle who people tried to cancel this is clear anti-semitism absolutely yeah uh hullabilly says Whoopi is nowhere near as influential as ye that's why i i i think and the the other thing is is that he's only doing interviews and going out of his way to get in front of people so that he can be anti-Semitic. Like it's a platform. It's if you watch his interviews yeah. and if you listen to him, he is, I mean, he will be talking about, Hey man, it is beautiful, beautiful and sunny out here. And then he just goes zooming off into anti-Jewish rhetoric, anti-Semitic rhetoric, rhetoric, like, wow, where did like there was, I was watching an interview and I was like, wow, where did that come from? Yeah. Like just out of nowhere. Yeah. He is intentionally going out of his way to spew hate speech. This is not, again, Whoopi Goldberg's a terrible example, but this is not Dave Chappelle. This is not, you know, transphobic yeah. comedy. That's, that's not what this is. It, it, it's just, you know. Um, Kanye ha just had different views than you, so canceled. No, that's not at all what this is. You, there are societal norms that we all live by, yeah. and you can get a little left or a little right of those societal norms, and people will humor the clowns, right? They'll humor we humor the clowns in this country on a daily basis, but when you do what Kanye has done, there's no humoring that. There's yeah. no. He's not just howling at the wind. He yeah. is talking about murdering people. Yeah. He is talking. I mean, come on. Like this is this is a little different than that. Yeah. Uh, another thing Boyd Leak says is there's no grace anymore. No one wants to take an L and admit they made a mistake at all, ever. Uh, Josh Levern says Adidas was started by Nazi supporters and now ending their relationship with those that are anti-Semitic. Cool change to see. Well, I mean, Adidas has worked very hard to get out of that. Yeah. That genre if you will. And I think they had no, there was never going to be the, the thing with Adidas and Kanye has been going South for a long time. Yeah. This is not, this is not new. Uh, Holabilly said, yay said history doesn't matter. Then brought up the history of his people. He makes no sense. I love him, but he's clearly out of whack. I, I that's exactly right. He tried to compare the Holocaust to uh, modern day abortions. It, yeah, that was off. That was crazy. Yeah. That was absolutely crazy. Christopher Leal says, I've been done with Kanye a long time ago. Same with Antonio Brown. Truth. Tanner, Tanner Plummer. There he is. He's making his first appearance. Anti-Semitism uh, have no place in our society. I agree. Hey, guys. I agree. Um, Josh Lovern says, Whoopi is on that same level as Carrot Top. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Tanner says, why am I not surprised that the losers at Fox News welcomed him with open arms? It's bizarre. I don't know why. You can say what you want about Tucker Carlson. He generally is a smart operator. Yeah. He's not a dumb guy. This was a very dumb move. And notice he's not said two words about it. Like, I mean, he, he, they made editing that interview 
was a huge mistake. Yeah. A huge mistake. And there was huge internal strife about it to the point where his producers videotaped it on their phone and released the original stuff. Like, it was a huge problem. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it just is... Brutal. Yeah, it, it's brutal. Uh, Ruff's official, how about members of Congress? I'm not doing members of Congress. Guy, get out of here with that. Adidas was started by Nazi supporters. Is that true? Well, it's it's online. Make Go and read about it. I, was, I went down that rabbit hole the other day. Yeah. Uh, Kay Nuren says the Jets are going to be in the playoffs if they keep winning. Zach is playing winning football. Actually, he's not. Zachy Poo is not the reason that they're winning. No, no, no. With all, you know, with all due respect. With all due respect. He's not why they're winning. Uh, Kanye is bipolar probably more. We are watching a manic episode. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yep, I agree. 819 on the Monty Show. Uh, the biggest stories in sports every morning presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, make sure you check them out. Quick Quack Car Wash is absolutely the official car wash of the Monty Show. Uh, mainly because it's easy and it's quick to get to Quick Quack. They're all over the place. Uh, I am super stoked that they remodeled the one in, in the district, so it's super close to my crib. So uh, I go to that one all the time. But, uh, yeah, I would encourage you to use Quick Quack. It's fast. It's easy. It's efficient. Um, and they do a great job on the car, which is the bottom line. Because my guy Klaus, my Audi, Udi, mm-hmm. um, I drive an SQ5 and I love it. And I love keeping it clean and they do a great job. And by the way, they have good vacuums too. Yeah. So I always appreciate that. Uh, let's get back to this Devin Booker thing because I really want, um, I really want to have this out. Harris Chance in 10 minutes. Yeah. Devin Booker is the best basketball player in the world. I think we all know that. All right, let's be serious. Right. Um, where does Dev rank on the on the shooting guards in this league? Because I would call him a true two. Yeah, I think he's absolutely a true two. Wet, like so where would you put him? I mean, I think he's I think he's a step ahead of Don. Even though if Don keeps playing the way he's playing, mm-hmm. uh, but Don is clearly a two, not a one. I think I would take Book over Jason Tatum. I would take Book over Jalen Brown. I would take Book over. Donovan, I think that's really close now, the way Donovan's played this year. Mm. But there are not many twos that I would take. I mean, Paul George or Devin Booker. Mm. But Paul's more of a 3-4, right? Okay, Kawhi Leonard, I'm taking uh, Kawhi Leonard over Devin Booker. Yeah, I mean, I think the comparison to Paul George is really, really interesting because Paul George is, I think Book is 6'6", six, six, and Paul George is like 6'8"-ish. So he's George is like a little bit taller, but... Paul, to me, is like not as edgy of a guy, whereas Book is definitely kind of kind of cold-blooded with how he kind of goes about it. So, like to me, mentality-wise, I really like what what Book brings mentally. But you look at some of these names, like you know, just googling best shooting guards in the league. Like I would take I would take him over CJ McCollum, obviously. Like I would take him over. You know, like Clay Thompson, you know, is is someone who always comes up. I'm and I taking think, him over Clay. Yeah, I think. Well, now. I think you have to because of where where they're at in their careers. Now, Clay's had a better career, obviously, but again, we're talking about who's the better player right now. So, I would take Book. I think the one you really have to talk about is James Harden because James Harden is a two. Um, James Harden is a hell of a basketball player. Book's a hell of a basketball player, and neither of them have won anything. Jalen Brown or Devin Booker? Uh, you gotta go Book. Yeah, you gotta go Book. Devin Booker or Zach Levine? And let's call Zach Levine 100% healthy. 
Yeah, you got to go Book. Yeah, Book's a more polished player. I think in in order, number one, in the NBA shooting guards. Number I'd one, probably have to go Paul George, number one. Oh, I think I would take off. him. Yeah. I, are you being serious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Forget Jake. Uh, Devin Booker, number one. Donovan Mitchell, number two. Paul George, number three. And then I think the water gets murky. I don't even have James Harden in my... Bradley Beal or James Harden? Um, oh, man. What about DeJounte Murray? No, DeJounte's not in this conversation. He's got to be top 10. Yeah, on the outskirts of the top 10. What yeah. do, you, do you put James as a one or a two? A two, for sure. Yeah, he's a two, in my opinion. James Harden? Yeah. Yeah, he's a two. I Look, I think that here's my problem. The problem is, is that none of these guys have won anything yet. And I really feel like to be the best at anything in the league, you have to have at least, you know, gone deep down the rabbit hole. So, like, for Booker, he's mm. been to the NBA Finals, right? So, to me, it's like, all right, he's gotten farther than James Harden. He's gotten farther than Bradley Beal. He's gotten farther than Don. He's gotten just as far as Jason Tatum. So, like, to me, the conversation is really is only between Book and Jason Tatum. And I think you have to go with Book because I think... You know what I mean? Like I like I think man, I totally disagree with you. It's weird we usually are not totally dis in disagreement on things. I think that the bigger question is like 3 4 5 cuz I think it's book number 1. I think Don is number 2. Mhm. Mm Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. And I more look at Jason Tatum as a 3 not a 2. Right. But okay. I'm taking Jalen Brown number three. Mm -hmm. I think I'm taking like Zach Levine's a tough one because he drives me crazy. He's always hurt. He is always hurt, and your best ability is your availability. I would so, take Anthony Edwards over Zach Levine. Oh, get the see. You say stuff that you just can't defend. Okay, Anthony Edwards over Zach yes. Levine. You got yes. Damn. I will send your ass to rehab if you keep making stupid statements like that. Okay. You 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 honestly Yes, dude. He's no. way healthier. He's got just as much. He's explosion. not polished. He's not the shooter Zach is. He's not the finisher Zach is. Okay. I mean, he he's not. He's not. I would put him probably top seven, but I'm taking Bradley Beal over Ant. You're yeah. taking Anthony Edwards over Bradley Beal. No, probably not. No. Come on now. Come on now. You're so incredulous about it. Like, Anthony Edwards is a great player, dude. He is. But I, I get passionate about conversations like this. I think it's book one. Book needs to win. Like, let's he just need, have no, it no, out. No, no, he no, needs no, no. He needs to be the reason they win. Like, he needs to perform in the postseason. I don't disagree with that. Like, that's why that's the only reason this conversation is difficult. Because the guy goes silent. I think you got to rate. I think it's Jalen Brown's third in my mind. Yeah. I, I think it's close, and it depends on how you look at Paul George. And you, the fact is, three, you can't, you can't count on Zach Levine. That's the problem. It was Demar and everybody else for half a year last year. So that's why I say I don't even think Zach should be in this conversation well, because you can't count on the guy. Well, and it's a knee injury, so you're, it's never going away. Like I mean, it's I, like always if you want to if you want to put Demar in Zach's place, I can get down with that. I can 100 percent 
get down with that. Demar's probably a three, not a two, but I can I can go with you on that for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I I would agree with like, that. Like to me though, like some some other names that are on some of these lists that I that I look at guys who are who are coming that are not here yet. Like I think you know two years from now you've got names like Jordan Poole, you've got Tyrese Maxey, you know you've got you know like. I don't know who's another guy. Who's another guy we got here? Like Gary Trent Jr. I don't think is ever nah, a top ten. Nah. Um, you know, Jalen Green I think is definitely going to be top ten. You know, oh like, he's coming. Like Jaylen's he's definitely coming. coming but you know. you, but I also think you look at some of the guys. Like what is, what's Jordan Poole's ceiling? What is Desmond Bain's ceiling? Is Desmond Bain a two? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. you probably put him in. A Jordan two. Poole's ceiling is extremely high. Jordan Poole has the ability to be. You know, I I don't think he's ever going to be the shooter over his career that like Steph and Clay are, but I think that he will be prolific at scoring for most of his career. He has great handle. Okay. Um. He he already can shoot it like with the best in the league. But again, I think there's a difference there. Like, yeah, he can shoot really well, but does he shoot to the level that Clay does? You know, like over five years i don't know about that that remains to be seen but anthony simons yeah anthony simons i think is is he could easily be top 10 yeah he could definitely be top 10 i think dejounte murray i need to see what the guy brings i want to see how that plays I out with him i don't believe in, in him well That's, but he's I been don't in san antonio he's been in san antonio now he's on yeah. a playoff team let's see what you can do you know like show me what you can do I, and don't get me wrong on anthony edwards i don't i i like ant a lot i think he's a hell of a player he's just not that he's not that guy yet they this is a huge year for Minnesota because yeah, you, you think you, well, but he's one of those guys and he's been really good this year. I mean, watching a lot of their games, he's been really good. I think, I think the problem for them is going to be how much does the, uh, you know, cat go bear thing, drag them down. Cause yeah. I think it's really awkward right now. They can't, those two guys can't have big games together. It, it, it's really weird watching them play. Let's get some of your thoughts in here. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Um, Josh Leverin. Book is the best player in the world that won't allow doubles in the summer pickups. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> Why, man? Why would you bring that up? Well. You know. Ruff's official is going on about how we're avoiding conversation. What are you talking about, man? What are you, what are you talking about? Um, let's see. Teddy Wayman says, nah, I think Don and Tatum are both better than... Teddy Wayman also says uh, Paul George is a small forward. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You're probably yeah. right about that. Yeah. Uh, Josh says Booker one, George two, Levine, Don, and Jalen. Yeah, not a bad take. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Tom Basilio says Clay's a three. Uh, George is a three two. I don't think Clay Thompson's a three. I think he is much more of a two. And I look at that lineup, and I think they don't have numbers on their positions i no, mean they, they just move yeah I, I so i i but i do think it's hard to classify that yeah. you know like it, it you know depends it, on the system yeah uh hullabilly whoa hullabilly says pg seems too nice of a person i'll take book who won't back down and believes in himself well Agreed. that devin booker is yeah a he's hard got ass. that edge yeah yeah tanner Plummer says colin suxton's the best shooting guard if you don't see that you're blind <laughs> hey guys Love hey you. guys. Love you. Hey guys. Uh Josh Levern says Dame is uh Dame is waving at Jake in PG thirteen. But is well, Dame even in that conversation? Yeah, I would put Dame at the one. 
Yeah, Dame's a point guard. Yeah, I think Dame's a point you guard. Know? Dame's in the Steph conversation. Holabilly says today Beal over Harden. Yes. Yeah. Where? What is James? I think James Harden's a point guard. Yeah, he's a point guard. I, I think it depends on the possession. That's the problem with the league. You don't have traditional point guards anymore. So no. it's like, you know, I, 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 there are so many shooting guards now. You know, like I think that the two, the guy, the combo wing who's a two-three. You know, and if you're tall enough, you can play some four. Like, you know, that's the guy that's making the most yeah. money in the league now. Tom Basilius says Dame and Steph are twos. Nah. Nah. Dame is a point guard. Yeah. Dame is a point and guard. Steph's a point guard, too. Yep. No doubt about it. Teddy says one Spider, two Booker, three Brown. I think Jalen Brown's coming. They got he's another guy that's got to win too, though. Yeah. Like he, him and him and Tatum. They've been to the finals a bunch now and haven't gotten it done. Yeah. Uh Teddy Wayman says Harden's a one. I agree with that. Justin Salas says uh Paul George is uh, too injured to be number one. I agree uh, with Monty, one, Booker. Booker, one, Don, two, and then three is up for grabs, in my opinion. Okay. Okay, I, I, I can get down with that. I, I just, I think it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting conversation. You know, I, I, that's what I think. Kane Aaron says it comes down to winning. Jordan and Kobe were winners. I don't disagree with that. Well, and that. I think that's the X factor, and I think that's what made the whole trash-talking thing last night between Book and Clay. So awesome, you know, like, yeah. and also it, it, sh yes. it really should be said, like, Book did a damn good job getting in Clay's head, too. I mean, I, you have to give him credit. Like, I think that when you can get a guy ejected like that, like, that's that's awesome stuff. And I think that Book is, you have to remember Book, I think, what is Book, 25, maybe? Yeah. What it Like, let's see, Devin Booker's age. I think he's 25. Let's see. Yeah, he's 25. So, like, he's just now entering his prime. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that... Book has done a lot of getting deep in the postseason early mm -hmm. in his career. So mm -hmm. to me, the upside for Book is tremendously high. Now, obviously, you got to get off the schneid and get that first one knocked down like this year or next year. Yeah, like, you I do. think you really got to get that ball rolling for yourself. So that way, when you get to 31, 32, 33, you're, you already have three or four championships and you can kind of chase the top end. But, but I think that, that Devin Booker... You know, I, I love his edge. I, I love the way he plays the game. I, I, I love watching him play basketball. I do. And frankly, I think that one of the big differences between him and like a Kevin Durant is his teams, Book's teams, have largely stayed out of the drama. Like it felt like DeAndre Ayton created that drama on his own with Monty Williams. It didn't feel like that was like a team culture issue. I thought know? they, the, I thought the locker room handled that perfectly. Yeah. I mean, you cannot be this Jay Crowder thing now, though. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Suns looked really good last night as we talk uh, NBA hoop on the Monty Show, presented as, as always by Triday Trading, tridaytrading.com slash Monty. And we are waiting for Harris LaChance, by the way, um, who I know I think is lifting right now. So we are waiting for Harris. But um, I think when you look at that game last night, that was a statement game. Yeah. And I think Devin Booker after the game was was pretty nails. Devin Booker said, you know what? Hey, that's great, you know, but you can't keep pointing your ring if you're the Golden State Warriors. And this is what I hate about certain championship teams. And it's why I've always idolized Phil Jackson's teams. You never saw those guys pointing to rings. You, They had their ring ceremonies and they put that away. Yeah. They put that away like Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, the big guys on that team 
always drove the message, hey, man, that's over now. Last year was last year. This is this year. Yeah. You know, like you have to do that because if you're not going to compartmentalize your championships, you're going to lose. Yeah. It is, it is that simple. You have to compartmentalize your championships. Yeah. And guys like Clay Thompson, a week into the season, still pointing at his fourth ring, that's a mistake, dude. Keep it real. That's a mistake because guess what does that ring mean right now today? It doesn't mean a damn thing because yeah. the Clippers are better than you, yeah. in my opinion. You look at the – I was – stoked to see Devin Booker have that kind of night to get back to shooting threes. That's huge for them. Yes. Huge for them. Like it, the Western conference is so interesting to start. Like the Lakers being 0-3. And if you're just tuning in, we were talking about it this morning that the Lakers are in real flux and the Lakers, I think have to make a significant move. Um, I've been told by sources around the NBA yesterday that they are, they are exploring two options, either buying Russ out or trading him to Indiana. Yeah. Um, and I think they are they are open for business on Anthony Davis if they get the right if they get the right deal. I know they they had conversations over the summer uh, about Anthony Davis, and those did not materialize. But I would not be surprised to see the Lakers make a huge move at zero and three. And this is that thing that we always talk about with the Jazz, right? Yeah. Like at zero and three, it's a catastrophe in L.A. Yeah. It. I mean, it's just unacceptable, right? So now what you're trying to figure out is, well, hey, we're the Jazz. We're three and one. You know, when everybody's over the moon about it, expectations are so critically important that you get those right. I think the West is going to be bananas, dude. When Jamal yeah. Murray gets back to playing 100%, because they are, I think they're yeah, doing really, deep. I think they're doing really smart load management with Jamal Murray with that knee. Yeah. I mean, I think Jamal Murray's load management is good. I think Kawhi is, I love that he's willing to, come off the bench and kind of just play his game and, and, and do that. I think, you know, eventually he'll get back to starting, but I, I've, I've enjoyed, you know, Kawhi off the bench so far. No to Westbrook. James Jensen gives us a $20 tip and says no to Westbrook. As a jazz fan, would you want the jazz to buy him out? My feeling is you probably don't want the jazz to buy. Yeah, him I just out. don't see the advantages of it. Like you already have all these picks. Like you're basically saying we're going to pay $50 million for two picks. That's essentially what you're saying. That is what you're saying. Like yeah. that's that's that to me is not a good deal. I I would not I would not do it. I I just wouldn't. I I the Jazz I was told yesterday are not engaged in conversations with the Lakers. I think there there is there's going to be a long period of time where the Lakers and Jazz don't do a deal. I could and maybe I'm totally wrong about that. Right. But just reading the tea leaves of things I've heard there, there is some um, disappointment because the Lakers blame the Jazz for that trade not happening. Uh -huh. And and you know I've talked to a lot of different people about this. The Lakers felt like they had that boy on Bogdanovich, Malik Beasley, Mike Conley. Like they felt they had a deal done, and the Jazz are saying that hey they wouldn't give up two first round picks. The Lakers say that's not the case. The Lakers feel like Danny Ainge traded Boyan Bogdanovich to Detroit to spite them. Uh -huh. And I I tell you, I'm not surprised to hear that. I'm not surprised to hear that. Josh Levern says there's zero chance Book gets multiple chips in Phoenix. See, I actually disagree with that. Now that Robert Sarver's selling the team, I think it's going to be heavily dependent on who buys that team. And I've heard rumblings that LeBron wants to get the ownership group on that, wants to be in the ownership group on that team but he's not willing to retire to do it. Um, I think that you're going to see there's going to be a group of owners on that team, and I think they're going to win championships. I, I, have, I have almost no doubt about that because I think that's a fantastic basketball market. Phoenix, 
It's a terrible baseball market. I think it's a terrible NFL market. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a fabulous basketball market. Having been there, having worked there, I'm, I'm telling you it's a great basketball market. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how all that turns out. I think if they if they get a good ownership group in there, I think there's a real good chance that they absolutely win multiple championships with Devin Booker. Yeah. Because he's a guy, he's a guy that I think is going to end his career with the Lakers. But I think he wants to win championships in Phoenix. I do. I, I think he's committed to that. Uh, Holabilly says Clay knows he isn't the same player. He just wants to remain relevant. Oh, I, I think that that could absolutely be the yeah, case. Yeah, that could be. Tanner says, after last Saturday, I wouldn't blame Harris if he didn't come on the show today. Well, usually that's not that guy. Hey, guys. Usually that's not that guy. We'll see what happens. Fat Jesus says, the only statement game for the Suns that will matter is not choking in the playoffs. Facts. Yeah, seriously. Facts. Facts. Uh, Dan R says, answer to the title. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jazz fans would not accept... Russell Westbrook in any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, man. I, I it, It's just, if they were to do that, that'd be just such a knee-jerk reaction type yes, trade. Yes, it would. Like, where it's like, hey, man, like, you just jumped the gun and, like, did, did something here, and you paid 50 for two picks. And it's like, man, I just can't see him doing that. I, I, and I'm not saying Ryan Smith certainly is struggling for money or anything, but... You never want to just pour money down the drain on bad deals. You know, that's just not what you want to be doing. And I feel like they've done a pretty decent job so far. Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the interesting things to me is that they have to. You got to do something. The Lakers have to do something. The Lake, I think, and everybody says the Lakers are irrelevant. They're never irrelevant. No. I think it's fascinating to see what happens with them. I think it's fascinating. I think they've never been in this position before where you have talent and it's just not performing. Yeah. It's just I, not doing what it should be doing. How do you fix it? You move on. You move on. You have you grow a set and you move on. I think you have to trade Anthony Davis. And I, I think I was told yesterday the Knicks were still interested in Anthony Davis. I think you have to trade Anthony Davis. Yeah, but I don't think you can trade Anthony and not move Russell. I think you, I no, think you gotta I, move No, no, no. I think that's that's a... That's done. I mean, Russell Westbrook opted into a player option. He's done after this year, no matter what. I think you'd like to trade him early. Yeah. I think if you're the Lakers and you're LeBron, LeBron's not going anywhere. He is committed to LA. I don't see any way that he leaves there. I think you have to move Anthony Davis and get another superstar. Yeah. Because he's just been a failure there. And I know they won a championship and he played well in that run. The bubble was a different thing. I'm telling you right now, Anthony Davis is not that dude. Yeah. He is. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. And I, I, I think you have to blow that thing up and change it. I also think that the, there's too many chefs in the stew. Like Half I think. the street clothes Davis. Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, has too many people in her ear. It, it, and since her father passed, I think it's been very difficult for her to rein that club in. Yeah. But LeBron wants to play with his kids. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think you're, you're probably going to see that that's, that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? They all talked, talked about rings all the time. Kobe and Shaq talked about how they wanted more rings just to have more uh, than each other. No, no. When the season started, like the, the, the year after they won a championship, sure, that's their motivation. But they're not pointing to their fingers and pointing up to the banner and – that's what Clay Thompson was doing last night. 
and that's a mistake. You can't you can't live on your past glory. It just yeah. it it it's, doesn't work. It is the quickest route to failure in the NBA. There's a, it's absolutely true that Kobe wanted more rings than Shaq, but he never talked about that or pointed to his fingers. I mean, I just yeah, I I don't. I, I think we're saying the same thing, but different. Uh, Brett Burnett says, nobody cares about the Lakers after they tried to fleece Trader Ainge. I think people care about the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I could be wrong about that. And, I mean, you guys are the best judge of that. Uh, Brett Burnett says, how about the Jazz trade with the Lakers for AD? I would. The problem is, though, do you want Anthony Davis on your team? I don't. I mean, he's just so injury prone, man. Like, and he doesn't shoot do threes that well. Yeah, like what That's, are you supposed to do with that? He doesn't want to bang. He wants to shoot. He's soft. And that's not going to win you championships, in my opinion, yeah. man. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not, that's not, I, I just don't see that as an option. You know, I mean, it, it. he is supposedly in the best shape of his life, and I just don't think it matters. You know, like it, it just doesn't matter. Tanner says the Lakers aren't irrelevant. They're just a clown show like BYU football right now. Ooh. Uh, Whatever. Tanner, um, Brent Burnett says, I like clowns. Okay. Uh, Hullabilly says, trade LeBron to Cleveland for Allen and Garland. Hey, guys. I don't know. Does that make LA better? I guess. I mean, does that make Cleveland? That's what I mean. A- like, there's not a ton of options. I'm telling you, the Lakers, the Lakers. Thought they, I mean, listen, if that team has Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley, they're a championship contender. Yeah. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. It, it, the problem is now you don't and you're not. And I think they felt like they had a deal done. Yeah. And it never materialized. And I, I, I don't, what do you believe about that? Because I, me personally, I believe that Danny Ainge just, I think Ryan Smith doesn't want to work with the Jazz at all. I think the his, Lakers? Or with the Lakers at all. I think Ryan Smith, the owner of the Utah Jazz, doesn't want to trade with the Lakers. Yeah. I think they did the Pat Bev deal and... And that was that. That was that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be. I I think that it's dumb business practice to spite your rivals. I think that you not doing the deal hurts them and hurts you. It's not like it just benefits you. So, I don't know. I think that that Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge, and obviously more so Danny than Ryan, have a plan about what they want to do. I just still will knock it over the fact that you gave away Bogdanovich for essentially nothing. Yeah, surprising. Hey, make sure you see our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. Um, I cannot wait to fire up the smoker. Uh, we'll be in Boise this weekend, so that generally means Thursday night instead of Friday night is pizza night in our house. Um, so we will fire up the smoke. You gonna be? No, man, bruh. I'm feeling it, bro. How are you really? Yeah, Jake's been sick. How are you feeling? I'm okay. On the uh, on the tired train right now. Are you really? Yeah. I went to bed. Honest to God, what time did you leave my house last night? Six? Like six forty-five. I never woke back up. I I was sleeping on the couch when Jake left. I woke up for maybe half an hour. Went upstairs. Went to bed. Went right back to sleep. Got up at at three fifty-five today. Yeah. Like I slept all night long. We texted a little bit about topics and some stuff. And dude, I was, I was texting you when we were texting last night, I was laying in bed. I did one of those things where I went to bed early. My wife stayed awake. I went to bed and like covered myself in the blankets. We have one of those super huge blankets on our bed. I covered myself. I was in the cocoon of awesomeness texting with you. You know, that feeling like we I had a, I had this, so I, I, I uh, took NyQuil, obviously, last night. And it was this strange, strange sensation, and I felt like it was because of the NyQuil, 
where if, where I felt like I was kind of being pulled into sleep. It was kind of weird. Like, like just, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but I was like laying there, we were talking about topics and I remember thinking to myself, dude, you better put your phone on the charger because you are falling fast right now. <laughs> like you are, you are going to sleep very quickly right now. <laughs> That's awesome. But, Do you ever not trust your alarm? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. I, I always double check it. I always double check the doors locked. I always double check like you know. Yeah, I, I, I instilled sure. that in you though the door lock thing. I'm yeah, sorry. like and and you know I I mean I won't lie. Like yeah, it's it's a grind being you know having this little thing that I have. And getting up at four every day now, like it's not easy. And yesterday we worked like easy. basically all day. Like it's not easy. Yeah, we left the house at four yesterday and got home at four yesterday. Yeah, dude. Um, so and it's been, you know, it's just it's been the grind. Anyway, uh, the point is, make sure you get to barbecue pit stop, bbqpitstop.com. And again, uh, people asking me about uh, the asado seasoning. This is the asado seasoning right here. Flavor knuckles asado seasoning. Do it. I'm telling you, you have got to get to bbqpitstop.com. Get the asado seasoning. You see that in the bottom where it says, hi there, have a question? You can actually get online at Barbecue Pit Stop and you can talk with them and you can say, hey, uh, how long do I have to let my brisket rest? Or, hey, do you have asado seasoning in stock? Or, hey, what's the best smoker for this or that? Because whether you get a Traeger, which I would always tell you Traeger's the best in the business, I love Traeger. Um, Yoder's great. Big Green Egg. The Traeger, Traeger's where it's at for me. I'm an Ironwood 885 guy. Um, but I'm telling you, you can talk to them about anything you need. They have butcher shops in their stores now. Uh, if you're in Logan, get up to Logan. The St. George store is amazing. Logan, Lehigh, Layton, St. George, and our good friends in Murray, uh, right there across from the mall. I mean, they're all just good dudes to do business with. They support our show on a, on a regular basis. Um, just love the guys at barbecue pit stop. And this is the best time of year. Drop the wings, drop the pizza, drop the brisket, the steaks, the chops, the, the brats on the smoker. It'll change your life. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. So there you go. Um, a couple more comments on the, uh, Utah Yaz. Uh, Kay Nuren says, I still wear my BYU hat and shirt to work. BYU forever. Of course you should. Of course you should. MY Monty fan says, I don't think there's a lot of suitors if LeBron became available. Too old, not enough in the tank, and he's a bit are you kidding? Have you watched? No, he's got he's got he's still got some. He is playing incredible. I and I I wonder why this is the perception of LeBron. He's playing some of his best basketball. I mean, he he is running the floor. There was a a a, a pick on Twitter the other night of his chin at the rim. Like, he is still jumping out of the gym. And I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know what he has for breakfast. I don't have any idea. Yeah. Maybe it's a soy latte, grande, mocha, cappuccino thing. I have no idea. But I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and LeBron's turned himself into a much better shooter. Yeah. Into a much, much better shooter. Uh, no, I don't want Anthony Davis. Probably one of the most overrated players of our generation. Truth. Truth. Brent Burnett says, should have kept Pat Bev. He's not that guy, though. Yeah. Patrick Beverly is is at the end of his career. He's probably got this in another season, maybe. He's a guy that finishes your championship team. Yeah. And he has exceptionally high value across the league, or he did when he was with the Jazz. Uh, so, yeah. Bmar says, hell to the no on Westbrook. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jazz fans are united on that. 
let's see. Uh, Tanner says, oh, crap, Jake, is it the cocoa? Mm, nah, I don't, I don't think, think that's so. what that is. No. We, there, there was a bug going around, and Jake got it. I haven't gotten it, and I am quadruple vaccinated, so. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it is. I think that, you know, so for the series that we shoot uh, for the Grizzlies, I'm in the locker room all the time. So I think I just picked it up and, you yeah. know, and, I, and admittedly, I am better, way better today. The the cough yesterday was brutal. Today, it's largely not, not around. So, I, you know, like it's getting better. I just, it's like, it, it's a workload. Like, I mean, that's just it's a grind. like, it's, it's yeah. just what we do. San Diego State Aztec says, Jake, it's called the Sandman. I don't know what that's a reference to. You falling asleep. Okay. You're not falling asleep. You're just tired. I, I will say there are days... For us, the odd thing is you look at your watch and it's like, okay, uh, it's 9.30, show's over, post-production, this, that. Then you look at your watch again and it's 3 o'clock. And you're like, where did the day go? Yeah. And the odd thing is, like, it's, it's got us in this groove where we eat once a day. Yeah. And I'm actually not really ever hungry. I'm using this water canteen again, and it's absolutely money. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It is fantastic. And because we're in the arena now, I'm walking a ton more than I've ever walked in the past. Yeah. So it, it makes a big deal. Uh, Dan R says jazz should trade Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gay for a salary match and a first, if they can get it, getting, um, getting RKD of JC's turnovers, getting rid of JC's. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson's, but RKD, uh, I think that's getting rid of Jordan oh. Clarkson's turnovers and 32% three point shot. We'll open up minutes for Colin and uh, Fontecchio. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I like Jordan Clarkson a lot, I, but I think he's under, under probably utilized on this team. He, I think he could be an excellent sixth man on a championship team. Yeah. Hibbs says, gun to your head, what are the top reasons Ainge moves Spida? You know, again, we've talked about this a lot as well. And I, I mean, my opinion on this has evolved. I don't think Donovan Mitchell ever asked for a trade. And the interesting conversation here is, is that everybody from Rudy's people to the guys I talked to at the Jazz to Don's people straight up told me Donovan is aware that they are trading Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Everybody said that. Yet Don is going around telling people he had no idea they were trading Rudy Gobert, that he wanted to run it back. That run it back line, I think, is a shot at the Jazz because I think he was told we're not running this back. Yeah. So I think he's running that out there. My opinion is, is that Donovan collapsed under pressure. And I think Donovan Mitchell stopped communicating. And I think he put the Jazz in a situation where he never asked for a trade. He just made it clear he wanted to be traded. Right. And I think that he didn't want to be the number one guy in a, in a smaller market like Utah. And I think he was going to be that guy who felt the weight of the pressure to win a championship. Hey, they traded Rudy. They built around Donovan. Hey, Donovan, you got to perform. And I think there's some of that in that. I think the other part of it is when you're not a team player with management, and I think there, there was some falling out between Danny Ainge and Donovan Mitchell. There, there's just no doubt about that. Nobody is talking about the specifics of that, but and not Danny and not Donovan, but it's clear that they were on the same page and then the Rudy trade happened and something in Donovan changed. That's why it took so long to trade Donovan. 
I think if they'd have made that DeAndre Ayton trade on July 1st when they were close to it, Donovan Mitchell is still a Utah Jazz man. Yeah. And this team is arguably the best team in the West. Because Boyan Bogdanovich would still be here. Like, you'd still largely have this core intact. But I think something changed with Donovan. And I think Donovan had some kind of, of emotional feelings. And I think there was a break with the team. And they, they, he left them very little choice but to trade him. Yeah, that's If you're putting a gun to my head, that's what I'm going with. I think that's what it is. Um, you know, I just – because the, the issue becomes with your take, Hib, he's a 6-1 guy with poor defense. Well, the problem is he doesn't have poor defense anymore. Anybody notice he's playing really good defense? Anybody notice he's passing at a very high level? I mean, it's, it's incredible – the, the evolution of Donovan Mitchell's game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's frustrating for Jazz fans that he's doing that, you know? Yep. NY Monty fan says, I, I truly hate that I can't trust my alarm. I set like five every morning to make sure I'm up and rolling. I have an alarm that I set every day yeah. um, at 5 a.m. Set that alarm, or for 4 a.m. I set it at 4 a.m. every day, and it goes off at, at 4 a.m. Maybe once a week I sleep till 4 a.m. Most days I wake up at either 3.55 or 3.56. And I have instituted a new rule in my life that I have five seconds to get out of bed. When I wake up and I recognize, hey, it's 3.55, 3.56, or the alarm goes off at 4, get out of bed right now. Because there are days where I will sit there and I will just read my email or I'll flip through Twitter and it's like, oh, it's 4.15. Jake's going to be here at 4.30, got to go. And then you're like in this this fire, and I can't stand that. Yeah, I hate that feeling. So, yeah, so I give myself I, – I use the five-second rule. And it's like, hey, five seconds, got to get up. Yeah. And, and it's – and I can't remember her last name. The motivational speaker, Mel something. I can't remember her name. Um, but she is the one who put that into my consciousness that you have to – you Mel have to Robbins. do it. Mel Robbins. Yeah. Mel Robbins. You have to do it. The five-second rule absolutely has changed my life. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, I got to take a leak, give yourself five seconds and then go do it. Hey, I got to get out of the shower. Start, like I did that this morning. Yeah. I was in the shower basking in the glory of like 200 degree heat water. It was amazing. And I was like, dude, you know, cause you know, like you don't wear your watch. You don't know what time it is. But How long have know. I been in here? But, you, but know. you know, you know, you, that feeling in your head, you're Tom Brady and the, the defensive end is coming, right? You always, you always know, like when you're daydreaming in the shower, like yes. you're, you get lost in your thoughts and you're like, whoa, how long yep. was that? How long did I just do that for? And so this morning I was like, dude, you got to rinse the shampoo out of your hair. You got to wash them all. <laughs> um, and so I did that and I was like, all right, count to five. And I just put my face in the water and I counted to five and I got out of the shower and yeah. it was, and it was four seventeen. Yeah. And the, and the torture with this thing that I have, this bug that I have or whatever is like, I'm someone who, when I, when I do get a bug, the, the shivers get me. So like getting out of the shower this week has been an ass kicking. And, you know, you get out of the shower and you're cold and you're like, it changes your routine. Cause usually I'm the guy that stands in the bathroom, you know, does the hair, brushes the teeth, puts the contacts in, and then I'll get dressed. I don't do it in the other order. So like I had to do it backwards these first couple of days, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, Tanner says still no Harris LaChance. Wow. You are really observant. We don't call guys out, man. He, he will, you know, they will, you know. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. Washington State 
uh, complimented Kincaid and Rising a lot in their press conference, called Rising the best competitor in the conference and Kincaid an NFL player, as they should. As they should. Kay Nuren says, uh, Don is going to be a superstar in Cleveland. He, he, didn't, he did want to play here. Didn't want to play here anymore. I'm telling you, he's going to average 30 points a game. All right, let's get some non-sports stories of the day in here on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, we tell you every single day on this show, um, they are the best injury attorneys in the business. There's no doubt about that. Without them, this show is not possible. Make sure you get to the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. I wanted to be in radio since I was tiny. It's constantly on the go and remembering what buttons to push, but I love it. It's so much fun. I'm Katie. I'm a radio producer and a dinosaur fanatic. I was injured in two very similar car accidents, hit from behind. Obviously wasn't my fault. I was sitting there stopped. When I called up the advocates, they're like, oh, you definitely have a case. I'm grateful to have attorneys on my side when I need them. You never know what can happen on the road, and it's nice to know that you have someplace to go that can help. They are the advocates, utahadvocates.com. By the way, I'm texting with Harris right now. We're trying to figure out a time. He said, so sorry, dude. Uh, lifting went long. We've been grinding. Uh-huh. I think that's a legit. I don't think he's trying oh, to I dodge don't think, it. No, no, no. I don't think I he's think, dodging it at all. I think, that, I think that they're playing on a Friday instead of a Saturday, and they're a day ahead. Yeah. So Ruff's official just won't stop. He's like, uh, Tanner, remember when they wouldn't read? And I think when he says they, I think that's us. Remember when they wouldn't read in Garcy's comments like Washington taking away signs from fans? No, we just don't we we don't we don't keep feeding the the monkey, dude. So when you say stupid things and you say hateful things, we're not going to read them. Are we clear on that? That's why you that's why we don't read most of your comments. Because you like to get into politics and everything's about QAnon and we don't play that game on this show. You, you, you don't have to like the comment. You don't have to agree with us. But if you're going to get into hate speech and say mean things as you have, we're not going to read it. It's that simple. Uh, Holabilly says, Harris, is, Harris not showing up just like the Cougar defense. Wow. My guy. My guy. Um, all right. Let's talk about two non-sports stories today before we get out of here. Um, what do you guys make of this whole thing? And I call it a whole thing. What do you make of this whole thing with Elon buying Twitter? Because there was a story that came out yesterday that since the announcement that Elon is buying Twitter, over 500 executive level employees yeah. have left Twitter. Yeah. This was research done by LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is saying that 500 management executive level positions have changed at Twitter. So people in their LinkedIn bios have said, I left Twitter and I started at this company. They were not laid off. They simply changed jobs. And there is a belief that Elon going to Twitter is going to exacerbate right. that situation. Yeah, Is Elon Musk trying to destroy Twitter? I don't know that he's trying to destroy it, but I don't think he's trustworthy. I think people don't trust his vision. I think they don't trust like what he wants to 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 do with the company. I mean, I, I, I think that he is regarded as a loose cannon right now. I think that he's, you know, I, I think that question of is he destroying Twitter is pervasive throughout the Twitter community. Like we don't like he's not doing a good job defining what his his purpose in buying Twitter is like. 
what is the reason Elon Musk bought Twitter? How is that so up in the air? Yeah. You know, number one. Number two, okay, you bought Twitter. What are you going to do next? I don't know. I'm going to go and find more stability somewhere else. That's what this job market is about. And when you're a, uh, when you're a, you know, uh, an executive level employee, you know, and your job is, is, you know, high impact and what you do really affects the company. You're going to want to go yeah. somewhere where your money is secure, where you're going to get paid, but you're, you're, it's not just that you're getting paid, that you're getting paid by a company that you are sure is going to be around in five years, because that's what I think people are scared of with Elon buying Twitter is that, you know, whether we want to say he destroyed it or something happens with that eradicates Twitter or whatever, that's what I think people are scared of. They don't trust Elon. They don't trust yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah. I think it's interesting to see exactly where this all goes with, with Twitter because I think most of us dislike Twitter. It is a yeah. necessary evil. Um, I don't tweet nearly as much as I used to. It just, you know, it, it's just not something that is enjoyable. The cesspool uh, that is Twitter is just not fun yeah. anymore. And so I, I use Instagram far more than I use Twitter, but I think Twitter's a very necessary evil. Now, I also think there needs to be change at Twitter. There needs to be a new voice, and I think Elon certainly is that. But I don't know, can you fix, can you fix Twitter? Uh, I don't necessarily think so because it's, it's a platform where you're just sharing your opinion, and then you get keyboard warrior and troll guy who just want to fight everybody and enjoy watching everyone melt down. So I don't think there is a fix for it per yeah. se. And I think that, you know, like Twitter has done a lot of stuff with like rooms and like trying to work in more like like voice chats. You know, where like, you know, like on the show like six eight months ago when all the beat writers in town did that space, the Twitter space, where they all talked about it and that you know like they're so they're trying to do more stuff like that but i just feel like twitter is it, it, it is necessary for the flow of information that's it like yeah i i as you can tell i don't put much effort into twitter i use it every day to find stuff to talk about to see people's oh, opinions it's, it, it's a great source for news depending on who you follow yeah i i think for politics it's absolutely accessible i i i do not follow politics on on there i it just it makes me crazy yeah gumbylicious says uh good news for those who left twitter uh myspace is hiring you got this <laughs> exactly exactly uh stucco god 31 says who cares about twitter apparently a lot of people a lot of people boyd says i like it purge twitter bring it all to austin and i'll work for elon i trust elon more than their current management that's interesting uh, Tom Basilius says Twitter is the least censored of all the major social media platforms. I agree with that. Yeah, I do, which is good and bad, by the way. Uh, Stucco God 31 says talk sports. You just said you don't want to talk about politics like two minutes ago. Okay. Who's talking about politics? Yeah. We're talking about Twitter and we've spent three hours talking about sports. Yeah. So we talk a ton of sports. San Diego State says vision and credibility are two of the top traits, characteristics that people want to see in leadership. Servant leadership 101. I agree with that. I agree with that. A hundo P. Um, you know, I, I just think it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I think the whole problem is, is that we don't have great leadership. I think that's a huge issue. And I don't know what, what leadership is. It's funny. We mentioned earlier talking about control. I think control is such a false thing. Yeah. Control is not real. Yeah. 
fear is not real. Like I think we create these things in our head to make us get through the day. Like, I mean, fear and control just don't exist. You, you created them. You created that in your mind that you're scared. You created in your mind that you have control of something. You have control of nothing. You, you don't. The only thing you can control is your attitude. And I think when you look at places like Twitter, Twitter creates fear. Twitter creates control mongers. Twitter, yeah. Twitter is a place that people go to air other people out. You know, like it, it's, that's, that's the thing. Like it used to be a fun exchange of information where you could talk to people and interact with your listeners and fans. And yeah. it just becomes so angry. People get so, I, I think I, I still don't understand that whole thing where, where like Twitter tough guy thrives. Like, why do people need to be Twitter tough guys? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. and I'm assuming that's your only place to feel like a Trojan horse. I don't know, but you know, it just is. It's just crazy to me that you go to places like Twitter and and people just get angry. Yeah, you know, like it's just it. It really is. Oh, yeah, exactly, Boyd. Uh, I like Twitter for news in my industry and sharing quick facts. It's horrible for most other things. Totally agree. That's exactly right. Justin Saw says, I mean, Twitter is a dumpster fire. Even the fon- founder thinks so. Agree. Um, I mean, it just, it, it just is what it is. You know, it, it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you, what you do with that. Uh, NY Monty fan said, I'm hundred percent convinced Ruffs just likes to play the villain in the victim role. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is, you know, Hey, look, Ruff, I, I don't dislike you. Yeah. I just don't like interacting with you on most things because you get so angry and you want to go so far off the reservation. Like we're talking about Kanye and you want to bring up every other person in the world who's ever talked about uh, uh, about you know Jews or the Jewish faith or the Jewish community. And it's like, dude, yeah, we're talking about Kanye, man. Like you just can't control yourself. So I'm not blocking you. I'm not, I'm just not going to interact with you. Yeah. When you say dumb things, you, I mean, it, it's 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 crazy to me that people get so upset about that. Big Dog O Town says I support free speech. I think we all do. Yeah. Um, well, most of us do. Twitter uh, Boyd Lake says Twitter is a virtual dog pile for politics. I cannot stand, and that's the sad thing. I love. I'm passionate about politics. You can't talk about it with people. No, I, and that's not a Twitter thing. That's just in general. I don't think you can have the conversation at all. I, yeah. and, and it's really, it's people really just get so pissed about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Uh, Justin says Twitter is a net negative for society. I see the upside of it, but that doesn't make up for all the bad it's done. No, I agree with that. I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says off topic, but I'm just glad I don't have to look at that sad excuse of a mascot sitting on the shelf behind you. He means swoop. Oh, okay. Well, we can get swoop in here tomorrow if you want. I mean, we can. We, put, we you can. Know. I'll give him a call. What are we going to do about a listener hall of fame? Because we said that the other day, and everybody's asking. Yeah, about we're it. working on it, bro. Like we're, we're 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 what I think we need to do is maybe it's like a photo thing or or something. Like I think we could do like some, you know, I can't remember what they they call those. You know, the old photos that have like the white border around them. You know, um, mug shots, one and no, posters, not mug shots, Polaroids, Polaroids. Yeah, Polaroids. You mean Polaroids? Yeah, Polaroids. That'd be cool. Okay. We could do that. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, you know what's not a poo fest? Cougar board. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, I Facts, I am bro. not a I'm not a cougar board guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe I should be. I mean, I just, you know, it is what it is. 
Ruff's official says, uh, I don't comment. I call and you call me out by name. I comment and you call me out for having an opinion. It, Ruff, the problem is you don't have an opinion. You, you, all you do is you throw out this salacious shit and then you're like, oh, well, it's the truth and I'm holding you accountable. That's why you don't want to talk about it. It's not the truth. Nine out of 10 things that you say are completely wrong and hateful and angry. And nobody is here for that, dude. We're here to just have fun and talk about things. We're here to talk about the cesspool that is Cougar Board and the cesspool that is Twitter. Yeah. We're not here to talk about politicians and like, it's just, that's, it's just not. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, got to get my ginger beard on the Hall of Fame. I think you do. Hey, dude. You know. I think you do. Yeah. You know. Uh, Edwin says, are there NIL companies that connect players with sponsors? There are. There are. Just at, not, at, not at Utah, yeah. which is so frustrating. Uh, CoogConnect.com is a great NIL company um, that connects us with guys like Harris Lachance some weeks. Um, I'll stop. Jeremy Bolton says, sup, Greg Hawkins. Good to see you, Boyd Lake. I don't know how to quit Cougar Board. Are you a Cougar Board guy? I'm not. I, I used When I worked at KFAN, I used to have... Um, a bunch of people commenting about us, our show on there. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just learned a long time ago that, that message boards are Reddit feeds. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I gotta, I, 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 yeah, no, it's just not. Yeah. Greg Hawkins. How the heck are you, dude? Long time. No, uh, long time. No chat, Greg. Good to see you, my man. Uh, Hullabilly says, I love this show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Jeremy says, I'll send you a pic of my headband in Caruso Jersey. I'll also show up late and only give half an effort. There you go. Okay. You okay. know, uh, I used to post a lot on Cougar board. Not so much these days. Boyd Lake said, uh, my Monty van says, good to see you, Greg Hawkins. We need you of you takes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. By the way, the other thing we need is USB-C because apparently USB-C is the only way that we're going to be able to operate in this world. Yeah. Should iPhone go to USB-C? I mean, everything else that Apple does, like we use all, we use all Apple products. Yeah. They're all USB-C now. iPhone is lightning. Yeah, I mean, I think that... I, so I can get down with this concept that, you know, Apple is notorious for saying, yeah, you can only use our cable with your phone. That's been the thing, is that they want the exclusive on selling you an iPhone and then, and then you having to go and buy their charger. And they also got sued for that. You have to, you have to sell something to charge the device with. So, you know, it's like, I, yeah, I do think they should have to go to USB-C. I think it's a standard, it's a standard port. It's a standard, you know, cable that everybody and their mom uses. And, and the rest of the world uses yeah, it. Yeah. And the rest of the you world know. uses it. So like, you know, Mrs. Monty was here. She would say this is a waste issue, which I totally agree with. You're making a product that is only exclusive to you and everyone else and their mom uses USB-C. So, yeah, I think that it's it's good to go to iPhone, and I think they could turn this into a positive for the company. I think that, you know, you could easily, you know, easily find a way to turn this into a positive. I think this is why so many people are anti-iPhone, though. Yeah. is because it, it is not... Uh, it's not the universal platform that Google and Android are. It's not the universal platform that Samsung is on. Like iPhone is very unique. I mean, it's awesome. I love it. I will never use another phone if I don't have to other than iPhone. I wish it was USB-C because frankly, it would make my life a lot easier. Yeah, we've got like 50 USB-C cables for everything we do. Yeah, and it's, it's I mean, every computer we use now is USB-C. Yeah. 
And, you know, the in the lightning cable, the, the Thunderbolt. I mean, it, it's all good. But USB-C is the, is the industry standard, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's brutal. Uh, Justin South says, I agreed. I love politics, but can't talk about it with anyone. Feels like people have made their political parts a part of their identity. So by disagreeing, they think you're attacking them personally. It's brutal. It's absolutely. I love talking politics. Yeah. I like. I would love to talk about Evan McMullen versus Mike Lee on this show. I would love to do that. Can't do it. Can't do it because people absolutely get all upset about it. Yeah. Like, I would love to talk about the Doctor Oz debate the other night. Like, but you can't because. You know, I was talking to one guy about a month ago about Dr. Oz. And the first thing that dude brought up to me was QA none. And it's like, dude, <laughs> like, what are you? Yeah. If you come to me and say, well, QA none is real. I just hit, there's nowhere for me to go from that. Yeah. Right. Like there's nowhere for me to go. Yeah. Where am I supposed to go with that? What do you always say to me? Like I make, I, I, Jake and I'll be just be driving down the road, having a serious conversation. And I'll just say something outlandish to be stupid. And Jake will say to me, where am I supposed to go with that? Where, where are you going? Yeah, right like, what, what am I supposed to do with that, to dude? That, man? What, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, hey, guys. You come at me with the cue is real. Where am I supposed to go with that? Because you truly believe that. Where am I supposed to go with that? Yeah. Hello? It's true. And, and I just don't, it, it, it's like you, you can't talk about politics with anybody because people get upset. Yeah. You know, and then there's, they say stupid things like Android all day. Come on, Teddy. And it's like, dude, how, you, you, in the one breath, you're like, I need to be in the Hall of Fame. In the other breath, you say like Android all day. Hey, you start talking shit. How am I supposed to put you in the Hall of Fame? How, how, how am I supposed to do that? Not a good question. You know, like, are you kidding me? Good Lord. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gumbylicious says, funny how the newer MacBooks have USB-C, but not the iPhone. It's annoying as hell. Yeah. It's annoying as hell. It's terrible. Jeremy Bolton says, you see, Teddy knows Android all day. Jeremy? Jeremy? No, no, no. Uh, Brent Burnett said, you just did talk politics, you sillies. Who did we talk politics about? No, we didn't talk politics. We may have mentioned, but no. Uh, Tom Basilius, nobody can talk politics at work. No, because you'll all get fired. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, who was the listener on here a couple of years ago? The truck driver guy, huge Trump guy that we pretty much ran off the show. <laughs> Who was that? Read something or... Oh, I can't remember his Man. name. I want to say like tree bark or something. It's, I can't remember. But I miss that guy. He was a really good jazz fan and a really good Utah fan. And we got into the election in 2020 and he just wouldn't... He was a QAnon guy. And he would not... It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? I can't remember his name. Tom Basilius says, this isn't unique to radio, Twitter, YouTube. None of us talk politics at work. I agree with that. Cue up the mic, Singletary drop. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Man, that was one of the most amazing things. Uh, Brett Burnett says, I can talk politics at work as I am self-employed. Try the Alema thing. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Get on your own. Uh, Tom Basilius says, Q is boomers getting trolled by 4chan. Okay. Do they, are there really people, honest to God, do you really think QAnon's real? I, I mean, like, I can't, come on, come on. Yeah. Boyd Lake says, I'm an iPhone guy, but I hate how they, quote, manage and manipulate users with their hardware. Apple has always done this, always. Remember, but do you remember when, like, iTunes was, like, on your computer? Yeah. 
and you had to have like logins and this and that and oh, please, please. It's a win. I, 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 mm, mm. Lopes fan Gabe says, I hear there is a time slot available right after RSL hour on the Monty show on the Monty radio network for political talk. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Lopes fan Gabe. That's right. You know, <laughs> Greg Hawkins says, have you guys been following the, uh, Daryl Brooks trial? Greg. Now I will say, hey, look, and me. I will pull it up right now. I, I keep a note thing on my phone. Here we go. Um, I keep a note thing on my phone about show prep so that I don't forget stories. And I, the Daryl Brooks trial, where's the, here it is right here. Um, Daryl Brooks is a guy that is, I think he's mentally deranged. He essentially drove his car through a parade in Waukesha. And I wasn't That's like quite a, enough. We get it. Fourth of July, no Christmas parade, and he's been going crazy in court. And I was going to bring it up because of the Kanye thing. Yeah. Because if you act the way Kanye acts in a trial, you're guilty. What are you must? I mean, it's that simple. So I think yeah. it, it, I, I'm yeah. guessing you're talking about the same thing. You know, uh, Boyd Lake says uh, I am. I'm a conservative, but I don't get the QA non- nonsense. Yeah, totally. Hey, I'm a registered Republican. You can look it up. And I, I've never understood it. Ed Wins, where were y'all working before you went full-time on YouTube? Yelp. Yelp.com uh, is where we were full-time. But we quit and went all in on this. Um, Fat Jesus says, we should eliminate Q from the alphabet. You can replace it with KW. Okay. Okay. Driftwood. Yes, Cody Strickland. Driftwood. Driftwood. Oh, my God. See, tree bark. Dude. I was close. Dude, I was close. Driftwood. Oh, my God. I missed God. Driftwood. Yeah. yeah. I, missed, yeah. I missed Driftwood. Oh, I my God. I miss it so much. What a name. He, that man, that's been too long. Yeah, Jeremy Bolton. Driftwood. That's right. Great pull. Great exactly pull, right. dude. NY Monty fan says, amen, Boyd Lake. Apple needs to write the ship for sure. For sure. Uh, Cody Strickland says, I'm, a, I'm one of those people, one of those Trump people. I just know how to be civil and let people talk instead of saying you're wrong. Well, it doesn't matter if you're a Trump supporter. I mean, I, I, I know a million Trump supporters. The problem is, is it's that you can't have a back and forth common sense conversation. You know, like you just can't, the, the, the nonsense and the anger and the violence and, you know, it, um, it, it's just crazy. Mike Phillips says, yes, USBC is the way. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, that's why I'm VP of the Monty Town, Cody Strickland says. Hey, man, I, I mean, I definitely think. Cody, I mean, uh, Cody, the problem is you're, 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 you're underneath, you know, Alex Caruso well, as mayor and president of Monty Town. Yeah, probably. You know, uh, prefer people focus on issues when it comes to politics. Yes. Jeremy Bolton says, Grocock Driftwood equal Hall of Fame hacks. Yes. Is, Driftwood has to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He is. Dude what, was absolute savage. And I loved having him on the show. I loved talking. That was when we were doing like 20 listeners a show. Yeah. Like when we had no listeners at all yeah. on this show. That was an amazing time. Brent Burnett says, find solutions to issues rather than all bark and no substance. Do you, do you hate talking politics? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. You I, hate I, it. I just think it's, it, there's no, there, it's because you're not talking politics. You're, 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 it's not how it was when I was a kid. Like, 
Like when I was a kid, I just didn't understand politics. Now I understand them, but now I know you can't talk about them because it's just like it's just not the non. It's the nonsensical stuff. Yeah, that drives and, me crazy. And, and I just think that it, it it is there is no end to it, and that's why I'm saying like you. That's why I've always been an advocate for just be the quiet person in the room. Like just listen to the conversation that's being had. Yeah, learn from it, and you know, and observe. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great conversations in the world that you could have. And yeah. I mean, the sound, and I never even brought it up to you because I know you would say no. The sound from Dr. Oz. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Oz is in this debate the other day. Dude. And they asked about abortion bans. Nazis. And Dr. Oz is like, nah, man, I think, a, I think abortion should be a private conversation between a woman, her doctor, and her local politicians. Nazis. It's like, what the fuck? What did you say? Wait, that was a, a private conversation between a woman, her doctor, and her local politicians? Final. What? Like, that piece of sound would have been amazing. But you can't, you can't, can't do, it. do it. You can't do it. Can't do it. You know, like, it's That's just right, the stuff that is said in the debates across this country. Yeah, dude. It's, is, it's, oh, it's political. Uh, it's awesome. So I'm saying, like, politics in, in, in the talk format is a gold mine of topics, but we're not going to do that. That's just yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, it is so amazing to me watching the debates. And <laughs> oh, my God. It, and it, I don't have a dog in the fight in the, the Dr. Oz election thing. I go, yeah. But the stupid stuff that guy, if Dr. Oz gets elected, I give up. Because the things that that guy has said and done on this campaign, if you vote for that, it's like Herschel Walker. I am against abortion. Hey, here are the receipts where Herschel Walker paid for my abortion. Hey, Claude. You know, like, you see this? <laughs> and he's going to get elected. That's the thing that's crazy. He's going to get elected. Yeah. It's political gold. I love debates. I love the debate season because you get to laugh at these people. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how funny it is. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I, yeah, it's anyway, there you have it. That that's as far as we should, you know, yeah. uh, Lopes fan Gabe says, uh, better to keep your mouth closed and be thought of as a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. Well. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Child Ruth. Uh, let's see. Uh, DeCobber 1981. Every political debate is an attack on their opponent. It is. It is. Uh, if they would just speak on issues, I think it would be better for everybody. But nobody talks about issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we've, that's what's wrong in this country now. Yeah, 100%. I think we've gotten into these, these like popularity contests and, you know, like in, in Senate races now, it's okay, who does Donald Trump support? And do, Hey, did you support Stop the Steal on January 6th? And like all this craziness <laughs> instead of, hey, by the way, what are you going to do for my taxes? Like mayoral debates. Yeah. Mayoral debates in Phoenix are more about who does Donald Trump support and do you believe in Stop the Steal than they are about taxes in Phoenix. Yosemites, Yosemites. Like, what are we doing? Uh, who cares what you think of January 6th in a mayoral debate? I want to know what you're going to do for my schools and taxes. Everybody gets a test. But no, man, it, you can't, you can't do that. You just cannot do that. You know, like it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. hundred percent. That, that, that's the, you, you know, I, I just, 
Yeah, because that's our country. We love attention. Uh, so that's what know. we gravitate to. Yeah. Gummylicious says, rarely is the question asked, is a taco a sandwich? Gabe, Gabe, Lopes fan Gabe is here. I mean, Lopes fan, Gabe, Lopes fan Gabe is the type of guy that'll roll into a conversation and be like, oh, you guys are talking about like your friend who was killed in a car accident. Let's not do that. Let's debate whether cereal is soup. Don't you know who I am? Go. <laughs> that is Lopes fan Gabe rolls in. And he's like, hey, man. Is uh, cereal soup? Um, All right, cool, thanks. Um, <laughs> and then look, he's also the type of guy Lopes fan Gabe will be like, "All right, it's a hot dog, a sandwich." That's out of the window. And somebody will start talking, and he'll just he'll just fold his arms and watch for the pure entertainment of it. It's it's amazing. It is amazing. I just you know. Anyway, Justin Salas says Driftwood found it. Guys, spent five minutes going through old shows. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Tom Basilius says, Utah Senate elections. How far right will Utah go? No left wing here. No. Yeah. I don't know. Do, do politicians really impact our lives, though? Yes. I think they actually do. Well, I think, well, this is controversial, I guess, but I think they impact women's lives way more than they affect a male's yeah. life. You know, yeah, I would for agree. For obvious well, reasons. I would agree with that, you know. I would totally agree with that. Uh, Hullabilly says, rather speak my mind than to be censored. We don't have to agree. That's America. I agree. In fact, it's better when we don't, when you can, I think we just are so scared about being impacted by different feelings and thoughts. We don't want to have our opinions changed. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really the issue if we're being honest. Jeremy Bolton says, Justin Salas, solid detective work there. As mayor, I nominate you as the detective of Montytown. There you go. He is a lead detective. You know, uh, NY Monty fan says that's not controversial, Jake. That's facts. Yeah. Um, Lopes Van Gabe says, so are we team fridge or team pantry when it comes to ketchup storage? Ooh, wow. See what, see, I, see what I'm I mean? Fridge guy. I'm see, fridge. See, like that's you, a great no, no, question. No, dude. no, no. Lopes Van Gabe, you're not going <laughs> to roll in here and derail the show with your stupid ketchup questions. Everybody is team fridge. <laughs> team pantry. <laughs> <laughs> don't sash me burkus what about peanut butter pantry pantry you are a pantry oh, yeah. guy pantry all day yeah yeah well, I'm but enough. i guess it depends though because like the stuff you get in jiff can pantry all day but the stuff you got to stir up you do need to keep in the fridge so it doesn't separate. upside down upside down upside yeah, down so it doesn't separate costco yeah. peanut butter yeah upside down tom basilius says fridge forever boyd lake says if it's open and it has to be in the fridge you derailed this show sir <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you're not storing it in the fridge after you open it, you have a problem. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Edwin says, it says refrigerate after opening on the bottle. Well, clearly Gabe doesn't do that. And that's why, you know, everybody just humor Gabe. You know, he's got the tomato paste going bad. Yeah. You know, uh, team pantry, fridge, or soaking. No. <laughs> no. 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 no! No. Oh my God! Bread in the freezer or on the counter? No fridge bread. Ah, uh, you got to put it in the in the. Now, fridge. see again though. I think it's the type of bread. Like if you're mm. getting Dave seated, that needs to go in the fridge. Dave seated bread is. If you're getting more traditional, just like a whole wheat thing that can sit on the counter. Yeah, I agree. How do we wind up in this team place? fridge or team pantry? <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Oh my God, that is amazing. That no, I'll no, I won't either. Jeremy Bolton says, I'll never forgive Tanner Plummer for the soaking conversation. Dude, first, was, first person 
Last Friday, the Grizzlies home opener. We walk into the Maverick Center. First person at the ticket window. Someone who listens to our show. Can't remember. Sorry, dude. Can't remember what you said your name was on YouTube. First person. That soaking conversation was amazing. <laughs> like we're at the ticket window talking about soaking. Come on. I could not believe that. I could. And I. I wow. If you miss that show, you know. Uh, John Jackson says, I love these derail conversations. I know you do too. I do. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, MY Monty fan says, who puts PB in the refrigerator? That should be a minimum, a misdemeanor for murder. You're going to commit on the brand. Yeah, dude. It's going to tear it up. Right? Like, come on. Okay. Okay. Best flavor of jelly for PB and J. Oh. Right, we're going great. The Concord, well, no. But see, but no. before we talk about flavors, we got to talk about the quality of the jelly you get because you turned me on to that really high quality jelly and it changed my life. Like the quality of the jelly matters. What's the, the in uh, Immigration Cameron, the, the rest, Canyon, the restaurant? Uh, Ruth's. Ruth's. Go to Ruth's Diner in Immigration Canyon. Yeah. And get the jar of raspberry it preserves. It is bomb. It's raspberry, by the way. It is raspberry. Yeah, raspberry is pretty damn good. I would go grape second, though. I am a big grape guy. <laughs> Gumbylicious gets real on us. On the refrigerator question, he's like, whatever the label says. <laughs> Who reads labels? Nobody reads labels. Quiet. Quiet. Are, what? Nobody reads labels. Fat Jesus says, uh, Lopes fan gave. That was amazing. Uh, Holabilly says, strawberry jelly. Raspberry homemade. Thank you, Takaber. Oh, Thank yes. you. Boyd Lake. Voice of reason, raspberry jelly okay, all the way. Smooth, smooth or chunky peanut butter then? Oh, I'm a smooth stop, guy. Stop I'm a smooth it. guy, dude. Stop it. I am a smooth stop, guy. Just stop it. I like stop it. It's smooth. smooth. Nobody nobody likes peanuts in their peanut. No. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't, nobody. I wouldn't be surprised. Nobody. I wouldn't be surprised. Nobody. Nobody does that. Gummy Licious says grape. Jam over you know, here's the problem, Gummy Licious. Grape jelly is now like squeeze out of a bottle jelly. That's not jelly. <laughs> like I need a glass jar. Like, yeah. Pickles, good or bad. Uh, Kurt Meyer says peach pineapple. Uh, Mom made a huckleberry raspberry that is legendary. Oh, Jeremy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Justin Saul says you aren't putting strawberry preserves on your PB on your PJ. You're missing. That's out. That's what yeah. I grew up on as a kid. Strawberry jelly with with uh, uh, smooth or uh, creamy peanut butter yes. and and wheat bread. Star strawberry rhubarb from Harmons. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the other question is how much? Because you are half a jar guy. Oh yeah, I'm. I, I go heavy on the portions. Bro. Yes, I, I, I gotta. I gotta have a man's <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, bro. I can't do this. Whoa. I can't do this. Oh. Portion out your peanut butter, honey. Don't, Make sure you don't put too calories. much on there. You know how many calories that is? You, I don't care. You know how long it's been since care. I've had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Oh, my God. Forever. Oh, yeah. Kurt Meyer says peach, pineapple. Oh, yes. No, Justin Solace Crunch. No. What did I tell you? No. What did I tell you? Don't start with this crunchy peanut butter thing. I have simple taste. I will, I will become violent. It's not good. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says Smucker's Natural Strawberry Smucker's, Jam. Smucker's, that's the is brand. Is there any other option? Oh, Smucker's. Yeah, you know what? I, I still maintain the goober grape with the peanut butter and the so uh, grape jelly in so the jar. Good, dude. My God. My God. Uh, Brett Burnett says Grandma Pickled Best Sweet and Tasty. I love the... What's the name of that? I can't remember the pickles I like. The little dill oh, pickles. Um... Bussies or something. Like that? I love that. Damn, I can't remember. 
Yeah. I love that. NY Monty fan says no chunky peanut butter allowed ever. I agree. Uh, mix that with some all-natural crunch peanut butter, and you've got yourself a great PB&J, Justin. Man, now I want a PB&J, dude. Yeah, Damn. me too. Me too. Play the music. We have to go. 9.33. Thanks for the conversation. I know sometimes it gets a little serious. I say thank you to everybody but Ruff's official. No, I'm kidding. Dude, I'm kidding. It was a joke. Relax. 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 Settle down. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors on the show, The Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com, our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com, um, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Quick Quack Car Wash, The Wayman Brothers Construction Company. It's all good on the hood. Uh, thanks for supporting our sponsors. Thanks for being here until... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.